Well, listen, I've been hearing a lot of rumors backstage. Rumors? You are going to come at me about rumors. What, what rumors are you going to come at me about? Okay, rumors about Roman Reigns' cousin, Jay Uso, the... Those rumors, Jay, Jay Uso, who abandoned the WWE Universe, Jay, Jay Uso, who quit the bloodline, Jay Uso, who quit SmackDown, Jay Uso, who quit WWE. You're going to ask me rumors about Roman Reigns, his family, about his cousins. How about the rumors about your family, Kayla? Talk about those rumors, Kayla. How's your mom? Good? Heard from her lately? I've heard rumors. I, I, I've heard rumors about your dad. Have going on a daddy-daughter date lately with your dad and have a nice time with him. I heard rumors about your cousins too. But, but no, you don't want to talk about rumors about your cousin. Hold on a second, Theory. I had a feeling you'd be calling me out, but nobody wants to hear you complain tonight. <laughs> Accept, bitch! talk to you yeah as you heard in the little bit of the intro there with la Knight, i actually got a chance to watch smackdown for the first time in a, in a live capacity and that dude is just over a shit i can't wait to talk about it but speaking about over a shit here we are it's the top of wrestling podcast i'm the professor mark fantasia welcoming you back to another episode in the never-ending season five and you know that because you've been listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You subscribe, you like, you share. We like it, you like it. Here we go. We have a lot to talk about today. We got news. We got bring it to the table. We got our Monday Night Wars 25 years later. And we're finally getting to a top topic that I really, really wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, card subject to change. And, you know... I shit i almost didn't even get our show out last week because i nearly died ladies and gentlemen odm professor wheezy yeah i don't know man uh you know (laughs) i i think uh you know we're gonna have to really have some fun with this one you know i don't know how much longer i'm gonna be doing this man i just got a serious offer about uh, an announcer role uh, for (laughs) a local wrestling promotion so i might have to hang it up here for the podcast this might be the end the screenshot that you sent me. Hey, man, would you be interested in uh, in doing commentary for our wrestling promotion? And it said, sure. And I wrote, motherfucker, you wrote, sure? What the hell is wrong with you? I said, please refer to our last episode. <laughs> like, we just got done talking about it. And and you go, no, that's, an, that's a suggestion of a reply. That, what was it, on Twitter or Facebook? Uh, I think Facebook Messenger, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, that is not the option that I chose. 
Did you write back? Yeah, I'm a pussy, man. I'm a pacifist. I just, I was like, ah, you know, man, I ain't got the time. No, and I'm not saying you had to be mean. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm just, I totally, that's fine to go that role. I was just curious if you did say, yeah, as soon as I saw you the know, sure, I was like, you should have edited that out once you told me that later. For, for half a fucking second, I was like, maybe I should. I was like, you know what? Even if I was going to have fun with this, even if I said, I know this is a joke, and I'm only going to do it one time just to say that I did it. I'd be I'd be fucking mocking him every second. It wouldn't be serious and commentary. What am joke. I watching? <laughs> it, that's the kind of shit that someone's lighting their dick on fire and someone's going at him with a weed whacker. We've yep. seen it, all right. We've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Change missing your daughter's knocked up. Your daughter's knocked up. <laughs> uh, kayfabe, pal. Might be an interesting episode. We're just gonna say blame it on the tiki. Yeah, we'll find out. But. I'm excited to talk about, we have a lot to, to break down, and this coming Sunday is AEW All In, the biggest wrestling show in history. That's right. But tonight we have our go-home show for Dynamite, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, going through our results. First things first, <laughs> my favorite meme that I have seen from the, the opening part of our news here was Cash Wheeler be like, two weeks before the biggest uh, event in history, and it's a picture of Pillman with a gun. It's just absolutely awesome. <laughs> the one that I saw was Arn Anderson doing the Glock promo to Cody. Oh, my God, that's even better. <laughs> and you have the news. You told me, what was this? This is like a previous like charge that he just finally was, the arrest was filed, maybe, because he was on the road? Yeah, so it's really weird, man. Yeah, from what I read, it, and I mean, there was a link uh, from the site that I saw, you know, to the actual local newspaper, I think it was Florida, yeah, I mean, this happened back in July. It's it's August 21st of this recording. And then it sounds like he was just recently arrested. So I don't know how this happened. Like, maybe they decided to investigate, then press charges and formally arrest him. I'm really not. There were very sparse details on it. But so I think and I haven't seen any updates. I was trying to see if there were any, uh, you know, prior to recording here. But. I have a funny feeling he's going to be just fine, and he'll be at All In. I really hope at All In, him and Dax just pay good tribute and come out as the smoking guns. <laughs> they should have guns with them. That'd be fucking great. Just firing shots into the air. <laughs> Shit, just for that, let Arn walk him down to the ring, yep. block in hand. Glock, you know what block. I mean? <laughs> you know what? MJF defended him because a lot of people were going at him pretty hard. And he was like, people make mistakes. And I can't tell if it's MJF being a legit good guy or if he's playing into his persona as his character right now with Adam Cole. And he's like, even I had to turn a leaf and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, uh, everybody deserves second chances or whatever. And it's funny because the fist myself chick or whoever, Lefisto, whatever, uh, clap back oh you had things to say about me you're a nobody cash is actually a multi-time champion and you know known on tv i didn't even know who the fisting thing was until you said the name last week or two weeks ago but uh, mjf did come to his aid not only did mjf come to cash wheeler's aid online what else, did Cash, what else did MJF do this past week? So, you know, they did that uh, top 30 under 30 years old for wrestling. Remember I think it was on ESPN or something? Yeah, yeah. And MJF was number one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I have, a, I have a screenshot here from a tweet from MJF. 
Yo, at Logan Paul, I'm a big fan, and I heard you were very upset with your ranking in the ESPN Top 30 Under 30. I couldn't agree with you more. The list was flawed. What the hell is a Vikingo? Would love you to come on at Impulsive and talk about the list as well as the fact that at AEW is about to run the biggest show in the history of the sport on August 27th. Hopefully your boss and our mutual friend, jolly old Saint Nick, will allow it. P.S. I wrote this while sipping on a prime. Yours sincerely, numero uno, MJF. God, I love him. <laughs> He's so fucking great. <laughs> That's why I something's got to happen. I'm hoping this Sunday, we're going to talk about our predictions, but just Roddy better just side with MJF and it's a full-blown heel or something because I can't take the the tweener that he's trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the tease of him turning fully face is great because it'll just get more heat on him if he, you know. He's like, yeah, you guys are idiots. You should have seen this coming a mile away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Our luck is it's probably going to be a clean finish, and then it's going to be the Nakamura Styles. You're just going to hit him in the dick. Yeah. I actually, you know what? He did it, Cody. You know yeah. what? Right. Remember you said that, man, because I wouldn't doubt that you're 100% right on that. Yeah. Well, I have another prediction to that as well, but we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, this part of the news I threw in here, uh, a couple of these just made me laugh. The first one was that Jungle Boy uh, was apparently pissed off with CM Punk, and they had some words backstage because he Punk had nixed a glass spot that uh, Jungle Boy wanted to do. And he said, if you want to do that kind of shit, just stay on Dynamite. <laughs> My man. It's probably right after and, you said you keep this shit up, you're going to be meeting your dad real soon. <laughs> well, last week when we recorded, you know, as it always happens with our show, uh, as we're recording the next day, things come out or whatever. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Punk apologized to Hangman Page for his comments in the post-collision thing privately. Meh. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of things I don't care about, I heard Lacey Evans got... Released from WWE. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I will say, because in your notes, say, hey, don't fucking play it off here. He, he, do we care? The only reason I care is because we have a great intern that works only on the premise that he gets to look up pictures of female wrestlers, which he did for Lacey Evans. He uh, he, he did his homework. We're, we'll get there in a little bit, too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, one thing I do want to throw out there that I, I read that I really like is that Sami Zayn said he's really interested in getting into acting after doing everything with the bloodline. And I'm like, you should like, I, like, I think you'd be great in a comedy role. You know what I mean? Like John Cena kills it in those things. I think Sami Zayn would probably be in the same boat as him. Probably. Uh, like he, he was fantastic with everything he did and he was breaking guys in the ring that don't necessarily break on, t on TV. You what know what I mean? Making them laugh. What if KO and Sammy do an adult, like, grown-up version of, like, Super Bad Part 2? I was going to say The Odd Couple. <laughs> yeah, that's too easy. Hack. Yeah, well, it's basically, I'm like, that's everything we've already seen. No, that's true. Uh, please, tell us. Did you hear anything about the new and up-and-coming DVD, Sunny Behind Bars? Yeah, I have a funny feeling it's not going to meet expectations, or sadly, it will meet expectations. I'm just more excited about Nails versus Big Boss Man. <laughs> Dude, the amount of memes of this girl going to jail 
And it's what, 25 years now, I think she's got it. Not 25 years of life, but she has 25 uh, years up to 25 in, in yeah. prison. And look, it should have happened a long time ago. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Some people can, you know, learn lesson, but this girl just kept going and going and going. And it's funny. We're looking at the wars, right? And we're talking 25. I'll give it 26, 27 years ago, what she looked like and what mm-hmm. she looks like right now. Right. The amount of memes out there about, you know, like when she, when I wanted her versus what when she wants me now. Uh, the, my favorite one was, I think it was Ralph Wiggum from uh, uh, Simpsons, Simpsons. Point, pointing down and said, to think I used to jerk off to you. It was just a lot of a lot of great memes, all those funny things. And, you know. And I said that to you. I'm like, think about everybody that like thought, oh, my God, that is the goddess. Just wait 25 years. Think about what she'll look like. Yeah, that's why I'm glad we're in 98. You know, aside from the Nitro Girls, it's nothing like back when we were watching in 96. I had to keep pausing. But that's a different story altogether. <laughs> Your wife thought you had a year-round cold. <laughs> Was that basketball diaries? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. It, no, uh, it is. It is. It is basketball diaries. It is. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Yep. The, the competition with the the kid that has cancer or something like that, right? You beat my record. Oh, I don't even know about that. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a yeah, long time. It's a classic, man. Wahlberg, Leo. Yeah. Leo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the headline caught me enough, and I half read it, and then I just giggled and backed right out of it, and I just need to say this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. No shit from Tony Khan. Mm-mm. <clears throat> The AEW run that he is having is the best of Sting's entire wrestling career. <laughs> yeah, Dude, not, not in the early he 90s. He was more over and better of use when he was sitting in the rafters and not saying shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what, early 90s when he beat Flair for the title? Exactly. I I know that it said I'm raising my hand. My phone is doing you could have just let things. it go, man. <laughs> I know. Hang on. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we at the Top of Wrestling would like to apologize for the unexpected interruption. We are experiencing technical difficulties and expect to return to our normally scheduled podcast momentarily. What a fucking clown. <laughs> this set of bullying shit. <laughs> Please tell me you did it on purpose. <laughs> Always nice to be able to use the uh, technical difficulties bumper, especially when it's real. Good shit. I can't believe my phone just turned off. During- it's still doing it again. Shit's happening like nonstop. I... We're powering through. Here we are. Can you hear that's me? What we do. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, you're fine. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as my voice is being projected, we're fine. Well, yeah. so recorded would be more important, but but yeah. So yeah, Sting. I don't. I wouldn't exactly say this is the best of his career, but I will say it's kind of funny that this past week was one of the one of the first times I've actually liked him in something that he did, and I believe it was on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, we'll get there in a couple minutes. But best of his career, nah, not so much. 
Good try though. Good no, try. if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, do what you normally do, which is take a dig at WWE, you could say it was better than his WWE run. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Hundred percent. You know. And listen, I, and I, I, I actually put his TNA run up against his regular WCW runs. Well, okay, I don't know why I would go that route, but that's a different story altogether. Okay. I think from right here on out, everything we're going to watch from Sting oh. on with Wolfpack and then to Vampiro, mm-hmm. all that shit, TNA oh, blew that's all fine. that part of his that's career fine. out of the water. Okay, that's... I'm saying certain uh, okay. parts, gotcha, not every gotcha. part, all right. some parts. All right, all right. All right, don't argue with me. I... Uh, Wow, that tiki makes me feel a little charged. There's a spider. <laughs> Did you read the report spider, that Santana? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe we've gone this long, and this is the first time you brought something up from It's Always Sunny. That's actually impressive. I just want to tell you all, go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Uh, did you hear that Santana and Ortiz are head back to AEW? Yeah, supposedly there's still a lot of beef, though, between them, too. Fightful just reported uh, earlier today, I think, if not yesterday, that, you know, that it definitely seems like they're coming back because I think it was Ortiz was going to do an independent booking, but he had to cancel it due to an AEW obligation is what they called it. So it definitely seems like it'd be proud and powerful. But it's so funny because, you know, this weekend I've just been so frustrated, you know, about, you know, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but Edge. You know, and just all this other stuff. And the headlines are like, a lot of people in the business think that Edge is either going to retire or re-sign with WWE. Well, wow, that's a difficult fucking statement to make. And then Fightful Select. And that was a Melter report. And then a Fightful Select, you know, oh, there still seems to be a lot of issues between the two. Okay. Well, I feel like you're just saying shit to say shit now. So, I mean, here's the thing. I hope it's true just because... We were fans of them before. Hopefully, they still still a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's not like one of those things where it's like, uh, too little, too late. But we'll see. So here's my my prediction. I bet you they are part of the Blackpool Combat Club three that have yet to be announced. Two of the three, at least. That is what I have heard as well. But it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Kingston's on the other side. Yeah. Moxley was the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good booking, TK, if that's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, look at the cut. Well, we'll get there, but look at the fucking card for the pay-per-view. It's just fucking thrown together. And this last Dynamite Everything was nothing but to set up all these bullshit matches that have nothing behind them. Well, doesn't that just work very well into the next part of the news? Oh, look at that. Reports are being shown that, you know, wrestlers are mad with TK because of the... Lack of effort into all in how it's being set up. Um, well, all I did was just nod and my pod just flew across the room. <laughs> uh, how all in was set up. A lot of things are thrown together. He was relying on Omega and Danielson. That's his issue is he plans on one fucking match and then whoops, can't do it. You know what I mean? And it's, it, and it's what happened with Forbidden Door, the first one. Yeah. Then the Adderall wears off. Yeah, so and we'll we'll get to the card very very soon, but yeah, it, it not only are the wrestlers mad about that. Seven days later, you have another pay per view because you thought that was a fucking idea, all in, all out, and you're doing this in Chicago when you have two matches signed. That's ten days away, and this one is 
not 10 days a week. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. out many days. So a week and a half and a week. Hey, but mm-hmm. my point is, it's like, what effort are you really putting into those? We have two matches signed and none of them are championship matches of caliber. That makes me want to buy all out. I could give a shit about buying either one at this point. Catch them later. Kind of how I feel, but, you know, and we're going to get there. But, yeah, I heard that the wrestlers are a little pissed off that how the cards are being handled, and do not disagree. Nope. Look, if you want to make Collision a completely different thing, then you should have made Dynamite your uh, all-in and Collision all-out. Hate to do it the WWE style, but then everybody gets booked. Yeah, or just, you know, book people that need to get booked or should get booked or have earned a spot to get booked. I mean, imagine that. Uh, I, again, I hate when you use logic. Yeah, so, I know. This past Saturday in the same arena in Philly, on Saturday and Sunday, there was two different shows. Saturday night was the New Japan Pro Wrestling All-Star Junior Festival. So basically, you're little guys, you know, in the, the matches and all the fast-paced ones, but we're going to get to a couple of the matches in a second. And then on Sunday night was Impact vs. New Japan Pro Wrestling Multiverse 2. Same arena. Um, but Saturday night, there was a tournament of four, just four guys, so just two different matches, and then the finals were at the very end of the night, where Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Kevin Knight, who I'd never seen before, but pretty good wrestler. Uh and then after the match is over, the winner of this tournament gets to call their shot of what champion they'd like to, you know, go after. And of course, he naturally is going for Hiromu Takahashi's junior championship. Takahashi accepts. Why am I putting so much emphasis on all of this? Is because Sunday night, after so <laughs> Speedball and Takahashi had to tag together the very next night against Leo Rush and Trey Miguel, both of Impact and Leo is your X Division champion. After Leo got the pin, he challenges Hiromu Takahashi to the championship. And Takahashi says yes. And Bailey is in the background, like, no, it's my turn, man. And they're like, well, I wonder what's going to happen. I'm like, that's obvious. So we're going to head to a three way match. And I'm cool with that because huge fan of Mike Bailey. He's been killing it over the last year. I'd never, you know, seen a whole lot of him prior to this. Um, Leo really doesn't put on a bad show, no matter what he's in. I, yeah. it's It sucks because I don't like him, but at least I know I'll get a good show, and I've always always been a very big fan of LIJ's Takahashi. Um, the match that got me the most um, on Saturday night, <clears throat> this one got me, was it was a ladder match. Three tag teams. And, by the way, this is New Japan, so I'm not understanding this a full lot, but we're going to get there. Blake Christian tag-teamed with Master Wado against Hiromu Takahashi and Rocky Romero versus Lowrider and Dookie. It's D-O-U-K-I. I, yeah, man, you tell I, me yeah. it's not Dookie. I, you didn't even correct me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> In a ladder match, and at the top of the ladder, hanging from a hook, was a bag for Pat's King of Stacks Philly Cheesesteaks. Like a bag that you would get when you put a couple of those cheesesteak subs in to take them home. Mm. All right, I just wanted you to take that in too, like the rest of us had to. I was like, it was such a good match. And that's what they got. And then what's weirder is that after Dookie and Lowrider win the match, a guy comes to the ring with a giant-ass platter 
with a bunch of cheesesteak subs. They, the winners decide to be friends with everybody. Takahashi starts eating a sub. They start passing them out to the crowd. They're throwing subs out to the crowd, and everybody's getting the free cheesesteak. I get it, I guess, but what the fuck? I don't get it. And it's almost... Well, hang on, hang on. This is the best way I could look at it. We can have a ladder match, and we can make some stupid thing out of it, but how about we just have a really cool-ass ladder match, and at the end, everybody goes home with a fucking sub. I had to, and the problem is it was in full Japanese while watching this, and I was like, think I'm understanding the rules to this match, that the winners are getting some fucking cheesesteaks. And they did. They got cheesesteaks. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And uh, also on that Impact Multiverse pay-per-view, uh, Alex Shelley retained against a very aging Tanahashi. Dude, he is not looking good. No. It's just not. It's he's He didn't look good at Forbidden Door. And I hate and now, and it's bothering me. I think his last decent match was probably Moxley at Forbidden Door last year. They had the 12 man tag where it was six Bullet Club guys versus, or I'm, I take that back. It was a 12 versus 12. Um, 12 Bullet Club guys versus 12 guys who just don't like the fucking Bullet Club. So everybody from the Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleo, but he also had Josh Alexander. It was just a way of getting everybody on the card, you know, kind of a TK move. And, uh, yeah, so, and Sammy Callahan defeated Dookie in a hardcore match. Did not expect to have a trifecta of Dookies. A Dookie hat trick. Well, we haven't had a hat trick in a while, but that's not going to be the one. No. Let's talk about what happened this past week on Raw. My favorite part of Raw is the fact that there is a brand new meme that has been generated. And it is Shinsuke Nakamura just whispering in Seth Rollins' ear. Have you seen some decent ones? No, I haven't. I'm looking it up now. Oh, man. Uh, the most recent one was funny as shit. It was this morning. Nakamura whispering into Rollins' ear, I'd still fuck Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the afterwards of Rollins looking like really uh, just, wow, like what? what I don't know. What, what would you say his look is there? Like he's just like, like shocked or surprised as to what Nakamura said to him. Uh, another good one I saw was, I hope you and Becky are done having kids if you didn't see my Styles feud, which is fantastic as yeah. well. Um, the other one that I don't know why it made me just laugh was, Baba da bada bang da bang Have you ever read The Three Little Pigs? <laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. Excellent oh, so, callback. So, so I'm on Reddit, there's some funny ones here. Kofi has been Jamaican this whole time. <laughs> oh my god that's an awesome throwback to that one <laughs> becky won't be Reversing the man ag- it becky won't be the man again until you give her back her clothes nice i'm going in dry <laughs> you can't even top it stop right there that's the one. Oh my god Oh, Jesus Christ. Can that be the show title name? No, I don't think so. Well, and because, you know, wrestling, apparently Sonya Deville is injured and yeah. is no longer a tag team champion with Chelsea Green, so Piper Nevin steps in and goes, I'm your champion. And they're just the tag champs, I guess, now? At guess least that's so. what they're making it seem like. Meh. Great. 
wrestling. Uh-huh. Next week, we will have a little bit of results from NXT Heat Wave. I like that they grabbed the old, uh, you know, they use the Great American Bash from WCW Heat Wave from ECW. They just steal all the names just to nostalgia purpose. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Dynamite. That had a lot to unload. Um, hmm. Eddie Kingston calls out that it's going to be the stadium stampede. And I was like, well, the good news is it's not like there's another field next door that they're doing this. I think it's just because it's inside of Wembley Stadium. They're going to have a stadium stampede. It's just going to be a way for them to have a six-on-six brawl. That's it. Great. Exactly. Um, Who do you think is the, the sixth man? Any idea? No, it'll probably be some fucking Japanese wrestler. Probably be Ishii. Yeah, but that, oh, but he tags with Kingston. Oh, unless this is his way of turning. I don't know. See, that's how much it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is your way matter. of getting Lucha Brothers best friends. You could have very easily just did, like I said, Moxley and uh, Orange Cassidy one on one. I would have taken a battle royal if you needed to at the very beginning. Shit, I almost half enjoyed the SummerSlam battle royal just because why not? You're gonna do it, gets people on the card. This here just to make a giant ass. Uh, hardcore match for no reason and just get guys on the card. He really flopped this upcoming pay-per-view. But yeah. I will say, to the uh, credit of Eric Bischoff, he said, everybody just shut the fuck up and watch the show and then we can critique it. Which is true. And we've done that before where we critique like Forbidden Door 1 looked like dog shit. And it actually was a pretty good pay-per-view. Right. Maybe, hopefully, we have that kind of luck with this. Uh, and it's funny because we... We had the sit-down interview with Kenny Omega and uh, JR. And he is just about to call out Kanosuke Tateska. I think I got it. And here comes Bullet Club Gold to ruin it. And they jump him. And now, Hangman Page is all mad backstage drinking a beer. So, it's going to be, as I called last week, Ibushi, Hangman, and... Uh, Omega versus Bullet Club Gold and Kanosuke. Total waste. Hooray. The other one that bothers me. Yeah. We've gone several weeks with this Jericho possibly joining Callus family. Now, I liked the idea of what you said last week that uh, one of the guys on the Cornette thing may, may have said, but they did a more fucking dumber route than I thought. I get the idea that Callus just automatically thought he would say no, and then the painting. But then Will Osprey, he's not under your contract. He's under. He has his own fucking crew in United uh, Empire. It made zero sense. It's like it just went to a weird halting storyline. It was kind of reminiscent with the painting, kind of uh, the Festival of Friendship. I will say that kind of reminded me of yeah, a little. I'm bit. like you know Jericho had his hand in this exact promo. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm not going to lie. It was actually a kind of cool looking picture with, a, with a, just a lifeless head of Jericho. It was kind of cool. Uh, and, and he ends up challenging Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho does, and said, this is a match that was supposed to happen at the Tokyo Dome in 2021, but the pandemic got in the way. So we had Wrestle Kingdom at the very beginning of 2020, and we were okay. Everything was fine. So the following one was the one that he would have had that, and that's... Uh, Interesting, because I'm pretty sure that Osprey was in the championship role at that point, too. 
I believe so, yeah. Interesting. And now, all I say is get it as far away from me as you possibly can. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. The whole pay-per-view has just gone to shit for me. And then it's going to get even better because just when you thought that MJF and Adam Cole couldn't do any dumber vignettes, they go to Outback Steakhouse and now they're trying to do a, uh, what do you call it, the a kangaroo kick because they have the double clothesline down. Now they're doing the kangaroo kick. And did you notice that at the end of the promo, it has them going to TK's door. He's a part of the promo. And Bully Ray, I'll give him this, said I'm busted open. He thinks that he has a weird feeling that Tony is going to get involved in this match somehow. Maybe he'll, like, because if you're being a part of these promos and all the stuff that's been going on, God damn it, I hope not. Do not act like you're Vince McMahon and you can get in and, like, do a power control or anything like that. Nope. No. Please don't do it. Um, I didn't really care for their their stuff, and I thought that that was going to be the worst thing I had to see. Um, but, you know, give me a couple more seconds here. Sting, in his Joker version, he kidnaps Prince Nana, which I thought was great. Did you see the promo by any chance? I didn't, no. It was great. He just kept slapping around and, and just being hysterical. I like Joker Sting. At first, I was like a little iffy about it in Impact, but then the more I watched it, I was like, I'm down with it, man. It's character involvement. You know, it's still mm-hmm. a part of him. I, I'm okay with it. Uh, and it was probably the best promo I've actually seen out of him since being in AEW. Since we're talking about the best run of his fucking career. Uh, yeah, obviously. That was the best thing I've seen him do. And Jungle Boy plans to retire the FTW title tonight on Dynamite. If Hook doesn't come out or fucking Taz doesn't come out and challenge and take that title away, what was this all for? I mean, the only the, the since since Jungle Boy's a heel, I'd say Taz just, you know, maybe Hook goes out first, Taz stops him. Taz just goes out, chokes him out, and says, this is my belt anyway. Fucking bounces, and we never see that title on TV again. I would absolutely love that. Never see that title again right there. You know, it was a bad decision to bring this on TV. I'm telling you, I'm taking it home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear God. The Texas Chainsaw death match between Jeff Hardy and Double J Jeff Jarrett. Not only is this a match that is in prep of a new game coming out for your video game consoles, which I'm not going to lie, I'm like, okay, but I'm a fan of that franchise, that series. I'll get it. I didn't want to watch the match, though. Uh, Let me ask you this question. Fan of Texas Chainsaw? I mean, I watched it when I was younger, when it first came out. It was definitely freaky. Uh, I, I'm not like a horror movie junkie. Uh, I mean, so I mean, like, I know people pop for it a lot. I really just don't care. I don't mind the original, but I got to be honest, and this is going to be a very uh, <laughs> disputed ty- kind of opinion. I'm a bigger fan of the 2003 version that has Jessica Biel and a couple other people, but just because of how they evolved it into an actual story and how they did it. I liked it. And it has, right. uh, it was the drill sergeant from my. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, Arlie Emery. Arlie, Arlie Emery, yeah. Yeah, he's in it too. So it's a it's a great movie. Anyway, oh, let's break this down. The best part. Wait, tell me you watched this? Oh, dear God, no. I saw some stuff on Twitter about it. And I, oh. Because oh, I, I said, oh. here comes Leatherface, and I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First thing minute. is, I did not watch it live. 
But I did get on and see a picture of Leatherface, and I go, oh, I called it. I called Leatherface. I fucking called Leatherface. Well, it was a Texas and Chainsaw. And I didn't want to be right, by the way. Yeah, no, uh, no, this was a, a no, no. I'm not, I'm not wasting okay. my time watching for, this. Fuck that. Let me break some of this stuff down for you. Hardy comes to the ring, and we don't even see Jarrett or anybody. And Hardy is now going through the crowd, and then he goes through what is a back room that is all red colored, right? And like with light, red lights. So it's that eerie thing. And it's funny because on the way, Hardy is literally begging the crowd to say his name. He keeps going, Hardy, 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 Hardy. I was like, I've never seen this before. Have you ever seen any wrestler chant their own fucking name like that? Mm. This may top him doing uh, a dance on the way to save his brother. Yeah, no, the closest was when Leo Rush was with Bobby Lashley. And he would yell, Lashley, Lashley. But that wasn't his own He's name. saying someone else's name. He's saying name. somebody else's name. No, 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 no. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this was so bad, I wanted to cry. Uh, Singh Kali was dressed in a huge set of overalls, obviously, because he's a big guy. And, you know, it, what's the other guy? Uh, Sanjay was dressed like a little, I don't know, Alabama dude with a, a cowboy hat on. It's basically going into the theme of the Texas. I said Alabama. How about Texas? Because that's Texas, where yeah, this was. but close enough. <laughs> now all of a sudden, Matt Hardy and his crew, they all get involved to try and help, and they dump something on top of Jeff Jarrett. You can't tell what the fuck it is. It just looks like chocolate until they actually come out into the arena, and it's blood. It's fake blood. Fine, but it didn't portray that way because you had red on red, idiots. Karen Jarrett screaming like the, you know, the woman is, you know, being killed. And then, yes, out comes Leatherface. And Jeff Jarrett is your new Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch Champion. Or whatever the fuck that championship is. And the best part, look at that. We're going to take an FTW title away and we're going to bring in the Texas Chainsaw match or, uh, Championship up for the next couple of months. Jesus. Just be glad you didn't get a Barbie championship. Would have preferred it. <laughs> Barbie versus Ken. Ken snaps. Speaking of snapping, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube Jr., which if you haven't watched, did you watch the Straight Out of Compton movie? No, we've talked about it a few times. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He He's just a spitting image of his dad talking. Oh, yeah, no. But, it looks just like him. Uh, he spray-painted his own... Like, not the kid toy one, but like a real, you know, the $400 championship. He spray painted the X on it. And someone was like, just calling shit on him. And he was like, nope, I'm doing this because, obviously, for supporting my boy Phil. But also, they but they, they were saying some shit. I can't remember what the argument was, but the best thing is he goes, yo, I just saw Leatherface chase a woman to the back, okay? He's like, this thing is getting worse. And then he actually said... The only real wrestling worth watching is Saturday Night Collision. See, there you go. Smart man. I like uh-huh. him. I like the way you think. I'm going to keep my eye on you. SmackDown on Friday, all sorts of ups and downs. We're still playing off the fact that, obviously, Jay Uso quit. Uso out. Paul Heyman is backstage, and Caleb Braxton, I believe is her name. Sure. She goes, can you please tell me, you know, what's what's the 
uh, ongoing story, what's going on with the Usos, with the cousins, the family. And he goes, how about we talk about your family? How about we <laughs> talk about the fact that your dad doesn't talk to you anymore? How about the fact that your mom? Yeah. Fantastic. Dude, I was like, and she just so sat good. there. And, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> you want to talk about someone who needs to be in a movie? You know, him right there. I, I think he can do anything. The way he acts, everything he says, it's so well scripted and done. Not scripted, but you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. executed. Carries weight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says that next week, Jimmy Uso will be live on SmackDown. L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory got set up because with Grayson Waller's show in the beginning of SmackDown, he's trying to put a rift between Ray and Santos, which I'm not sure if you've watched the Grayson Waller effect show, but the bottom toll thing that or tro- yeah, that's going on and, and uh, yeah, so the social many, media hey, feed. Yeah. Yeah. Grayson, what cologne are you wearing today? And obviously it's just WWE feeding all this shit in, you know, like funny yeah. names, but it's, it was hysterical. I was like actually getting into watching it. Santos isn't that good on the mic, by the way. Just he wasn't really holding his weight in the promo. But then Austin Theory's like, I want my championship match. Adam Pierce comes out, and as Adam Pierce is talking, man, the moment Ellie Knight's music hits, the fucking place goes nuts. No yep. mic filter of them pumping crowd noise, anything. The crowd is over with him. Or you're oh, making Vice him versa. Oh, strike that, reverse that. You got that. Oh, here we go, Tiki. So, the the problem is, and he goes, I, I'm going to have my hands on the U.S. title, and then he ends up losing it because the Miz gets involved. So, instead, he's going to feud with the Miz, not go anywhere near championship gold again. However, in Heyman's promo, he said something to the effect of that wannabe talker, L.A. Knight, yeah, and he goes, he's going to be a flash in a pan. Someone that could never be anything other than uh, holding gold, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are they hinting something? Do you think? Do you think? Maybe. They're like, fuck it. This is the first guy that has been over a shit next to Sami Zayn. Maybe he could be the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. I'm not saying that he's going to. I'm just asking the question. Right. Maybe it was just a way to gauge the uh, crowd's reaction. Bring it back to the old man and say, hey, see what's happening here? I, now, that. honestly, I will say is if you're going to do it, let him go after Rollins. I don't know. L.A. Knight is over his shit. I don't know if he's really the guy that should be taking Roman down. He's on SmackDown, so you have to get him over to Raw first. Oh, fuck. There is that. I well, want we'll Nakamura to beat Rollins. I got to be honest with you, man. Oh, Give yes, 100%. the guy a bone. Yeah, I know, right? Just one. You brought him over. The only thing the guy ever did, fantastic, was his opening match with Sami Zayn. With Sami I haven't Zane, seen him yeah. do shit since. Yep. Uh, SmackDown was filled with Edge thank yous, Edge moments. They had a great video package um, that was about maybe five minutes long just of his career, and it was so good. Um, even getting – I got chills even at the parts where they, they show and come back at the Rumble and the place going nuts. And God damn, I'll, I popped. I remember almost like falling out of my chair that oh, night because yeah. there have been rumors, but I was like, eh, Izzy. And the biggest issue I always have with that is that the original feed cuts away – Cuts when away he from Spears Ziggler. And there's the smoke, yeah. And it's the best one, too, is that he Spears Ziggler, who's going to take it better than anybody in that match. Except I think, yep. actually, AJ Styles separated his shoulder because of that one. Oh. <laughs> but he defeats Sheamus. 
And what we find out is that off air, he says to Toronto, that is definitely my last time wrestling in front of you guys. Um, But that's his last contracted match. That's what we know. His contract is up with WWE. Will he have a retirement match? Likely, and with WWE. The amount of uh, Edge maybe going to Wembley shit already is stupid. Um, although I will say, you know, you See, have to make the different meme. And instead of I Edge, don't, it was Corner. I don't think shows it is up stupid. At AEW. I yeah, think it's sure. very possible. I think it's very Adam possible. ain't going home. <laughs> you want to bet? Five bucks. What you, five bucks. Dude, five dollars, Buster. Okay, fine. Maybe ten. Anyway, maybe ten. Maybe two hundred fifty. I I did it. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do a thousand. Gor- Put him in the fucking bathroom. But gorilla ba- biscuit. <laughs> you're see, you're making me thrown off today. Here we go. I did want to throw spider, this. Together. If spider, that is spider. deep in my soul, so the. I did, you know, put this together is a, a quick little list of if this is his last run and he is done. And let's just say maybe that is how he ended his career mm-hmm. with a guy he's never wrestled before. Uh, first, did you see the pictures of them backstage uh, pounding the Guinness? Uh, the Guinness? Yeah, that is cool. It's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I thought Beth Phoenix kind of overplayed a little too much of the tears and stuff. They were doing sure. it, but I was like, but when he came out and she was legit crying, I go, ah, up oh, because my wife wanted to watch it. She's an edgehead. And I, we both were like, ah, uh, shit, I think yeah, that might be it. And I go, but he's going out on his back. If he loses, if he, if he uh, is done, he's going to lose. And then he wins. And my wife goes, well, there goes that theory. Well, fuck off. So I don't know. Do you think he's done? And just does appearances? So my thing is, I think he is done. I think he came back, like I said last week, I think it was. He gets to end it on his terms. And I think he wants to end it with Christian. I think he would love to go and just do a, one last little run with him, do a thing, and call it a day. Could you imagine if, Dur- oh, it's not there, it would be all out at Chicago. But I was going to say at Wembley, man, it's a shame it's not there. But I was going to, if uh, Darby, who's facing Luchasaurus, Christian gets it involved. could be though. It Edge comes be. out. That's what the, a lot of the rumors are. I, dude, I wouldn't put it past it. I, I think it's very possible. You know again, a song it, I would use if I was him? Not the "You Think You Know Me" because that's probably rights with WWE. Sure. Go back to the uh, Rob Zombie that never gonna stop me. Never. Yeah. He had that for a while. Have him come out to that. Oh, I'd lose my shit. But I did put together a list of his. his what he did from just 2020 on. And I got to be honest with you. All he did was just make guys look better all the way through. And his first couple matches with his former RKO partner with Randy Orton. We had the last man standing match, of course, at WrestleMania. And then we had the greatest WrestleMania or the greatest wrestling match of all time. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. That overproduced in ring classic. That that somehow edge got injured in, in a match that was taped. With no one in it there. Anyway, uh, he then headlined uh, WrestleMania after winning that next Royal Rumble. He did three Royal Rumbles while being back. Headlined WrestleMania with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Then also had a one-on-one match with Roman at that Money in the Bank uh, that year, which is you know still the beginning of Roman's terror, and it's still going. Had a huge trilogy with Seth Rollins. Also, that in- included the Hell in a Cell match with them, which was really, really good. Had a one-on-one with Miz, as well as he got their wives involved with that one. 
face AJ Styles at WrestleMania as well as the following uh, month because that's when Judgment Day started. Made that whole feud or that whole stable. And then they kick him out, and it's still going to this date. And then he ends up feuding with Finn Balor, Dominic, even Rhea. To the point that Beth Phoenix get, even gets involved, which was awesome, that we saw earlier this year, I believe, at uh, Elimination Chamber. Uh, and then he had Hell in a Cell with Balor at WrestleMania, and then closed out this past Saturday or this past Friday with Sheamus. A three-year period, I think he had a pretty goddamn good, uh, good run. He was barely on TV, too, for a while there at the end. Yeah, but fantastic to see him. I, I always very much been a, a big Edge fan, and the more I kept watching all the videos, I was like, yup, yup, that's why, that's why. You know, it's just, uh, and I was glad to see him not get hurt, too, in this run. Yes. Because, you know, we, we were all like, like I think one of the very first, one of the first moves, I was like, ooh, easy, come on. I'm like, don't don't go on your neck, come on. You can Take it easy. You fall. Even with uh, Daniel Bryan, when he returned at WrestleMania 34, when he tagged with uh, Shane McMahon, I was like, mm. "Just you know, don't don't fall. Just do clotheslines. You'll be fine." Uh, this past Saturday on Collision, I knew it before it even fucking happened. It took me half a second. Collision opens up. Everybody's doing their Saturday Night Main Event intro. You get the and then. Out comes Samoa Joe for the opening match. I go, so he's probably going to have a squash and call out Punk. Probably. And as soon as I see the guy in the ring, not only is he in all gold, his head is covered. And they call him the Golden Vampire. And I go, it's Punk. They didn't even take a second. I go, it's Punk. And it's funny how many people are like, well, he did gold because that was a uh, tribute to Edge because he did the Los, Keys, Los uh, Conquistadors. Conquistadors. I'm like, it's yeah. a pretty big fucking stretch. Let him say that he did that. <clears throat> I, I don't think he did. I mean, I think he kind of did. I think I think it's a, I think it's a it's a shot because the, the the vampire. I mean, it's this thing with the brood. And there was something else too that he did. There was Mark. another element to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but as soon as he hit the running knee, obviously everybody knew who it was. Yes. But it's funny. Everybody's bitching about his gts they said it was like botched i i think that you know i mean a anybody else try a gts on samoa joe please yeah please yeah i'm not trying to call anything (laughs) but let's call a spade a spade you got to get past holding his entire gut and get past that with your knee to hit his face and that's not to be a a knock on joe Mm -hmm. i thought joe actually recovered to bend his head more and, and it i didn't i didn't think it was that bad to be honest with you i've seen worse a lot of people hate punk, so give them something to talk shit about. That's pretty you know, much what they, it is. You know, they can't all, you know, everybody can't do fucking 18 moonsaults fucking, or, you know, a 20 Northern Lights suplexes down the length of a football field. Oh, don't forget about the Tope Suicidas. Oh, yeah. That's but it. the I accept bitch goes a little Jesse Pinkman on him. All right. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Three words drops the mic, and it's for the world World Championship. I'm excited about it. What bothers me? is it's not going to close the show. The show closer is likely MJF and Adam Cole, which sucks. But this will steal the show, and that's fine with me, too. Hopefully it'll steal the show. Let me say that. Bucks and FTR will probably be the next up one that would do that. Maybe the coffin match. Anyway. uh, And then Darby Allin did defeat Christian Cage, but the ending was kind of funny because afterwards Luchasaurus, you know, jumps him, and they make Tony Schiavone do the three count on Darby. Yep. Yep. Which was... 
That was kind of funny. Yeah, that was I good. always like when they, when they do shit like that. I mean, it's not like yeah. throwing Michael Cole in a shower. What do you think about Darby's uh, coffin drop to the edge of the apron? Oh my god, dude! That I, sounded I nasty. I cringe in so many of his matches, you know. And he says he wants to bring credibility back to the TNT Championship. And they, uh, one of the interviews I just read, and he's saying because you know, you got Christian claiming he's a champion. You got Luchasaurus. He goes, it was played hot potato for the last year. He goes, guys like Cody, guys like Brody Lee made that a real championship. He goes, I'm making it a championship again. I'm like, so he's definitely going over at all out. I have no doubt in my mind he's winning there. Yeah, I mean, and I again, I think it'll be good. That's a good way to bring Edge in. Edge, you know, stops Christian from Mark. the bullshit. And you know that's why your parents name you that, right? Because they knew from day one you were going to be a fucking Mark your whole life. Yeah, you know why your parents named you uh, ODM? Because you're... Because they one... didn't. <laughs> All in! 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. I'll be just coming back from my vacation camping weekend, so uh, I'm going to catch it, you know. On a little Isn't that your whole that life? Day. Yeah, kind of. This <laughs> one's a little different. <laughs> Where I'm I? plugging from the unplug. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> our RV is in the beautiful mountains of North Dakota. We're going to go camp. <laughs> We're going to go camping. <laughs> First of all, dickhead, it's Oregon. Flo- yeah, Second I know it's all, Oregon. All right, but no, what we do is. It's a car camping tent where it connects to the back end of your hatch, but then when you go through the car, and you can sleep inside the in the car, but in, on the other side right there is a full-blown tent that you're in right there. So Nice. Sounds pretty cool. You could, yeah, it is fucking cool. And that's how you camp within camping within camping in an <laughs> it's RV. It's like Inception. <laughs> Campception? <laughs> pretty much. But all in is this Sunday and the pre-show for some fuck up reason is still Adam Cole and MJF going for the Aussie Open's uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Dear God, if they even win this thing and this continues, is even worse, but likely not. We do have what we just talked about, the Real World's Championship, Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. Punk retains. There is absolutely no way that he axes this championship and drops it three weeks later to Samoa Joe. So no yeah, way. this is yeah. Maybe does it go no. I was gonna time say limit draw. Do a sixty I was gonna say, do they do a sixty minute time limit draw here? That's a long ass show. It's a long yeah, thirty. Maybe they hopefully when the match starts it's it's a thirty minute time limit, thank God. <laughs> no, they don't do th- for your champion world championships, it's always gonna be sixty. But oh, here's God. the issue I have is that if you pay attention, they stick straight to just about four hours. They barely go over that much with their pay-per-views. So unless you're going to move the coffin match to the pre-show right. in Wembley, I don't think it's going to go. I think maybe, maybe I hope Punk wins with a fucking roll-up. <laughs> just another roll-up. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, anyway, uh, the AEW championship, Adam Cole versus MJF. It's the final prediction for both of us. This is the one. We've speculated back and forth many times. Is it... Uh, we, we, never mind. We both know MJF is retaining. Let's at least go there. Is it Roddy after the match? Does Roddy help? Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts? I'll let you go first. I don't know. There, there's a lot going on here. Uh, again, it could be Cole. I don't know that I'd like that. I'd like... I'd like MJF to go back to being a heel. 
You know, it's been fun. You know, it's been a nice little jaunt. But just to him to be like, you guys are so fucking dumb. I can't believe you fell for this. Right? It, it puts sympathy on Adam Cole and Roddy can can go with MJF. But the best part is MJF can turn back on fucking Roddy. But get out of my face, you fucking dweeb. Oh, man. I was just going to say you just stole it and I'm there. So Roddy comes out and screws over Cole. Yep. Helps MJF win. Mm-hmm. And after they're done celebrating, MJF just kicks him in the dick. You have your feud that goes off with each other there. That's done. You don't even because you can. Adam Cole can brush off a couple of week friendship, but now it's now it's Roddy. That's more right. personal. You go right that direction. Maybe MJF and Punk finally unify, so we can have one champion again. Hopefully, yeah. I like that. I hope that's exactly what happens: is a turn and then a turn on the Turner. Yep. There you go. The Turner becomes becomes the turnee. The turnee. <laughs> uh, AEW Tag Team Championships, FTR against the Young Bucks, Trace. Yeah. I thought about it again. Thought about it again. Mm-hmm. FTR retains. And then... I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And Bucks shake their hands in Wembley. Yeah. I, I, again, I hope you're right. Are the Bucks face or are they heels right now in their current moment? Are we talking about booking perspective or fan perspective? Oh, definitely booking. You have to call like what I I know. Their faces. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to shake after this. Oh my god, maybe they shake and then do a, a double super kick, which would be even funnier, but I, I think that's what my prediction is. They're going to shake hands after this. Call it a trilogy. It's what they did with the Briscoes. What what FTR did with the Briscoes. That's what I'm saying. So Yeah, okay. Be, well, I know, we're no, I'm saying about so maybe it could be here. the same thing, but, but it's in Wembley. It, I get that. You want the crowd to ever like you again? This could be a start. I don't think they care. I think they like the smell of their own farts so much that they don't give a shit. See, I do too. I lift the sheet right up. We have a coffin match between Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox against Sting and Darby Allin. So do both guys have to be inside the coffin at the same time? That's a good question. It's actually kind of a throwback to uh, Raw from 25 years ago. No shit. I was like, was he laying on top of him? Uh... (laughs) The AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker versus Soraya versus Tony Storm. So, Soraya is your hometown girl. If anybody wins this, on a personal note, I want it to be Britt Baker. Maybe it could go back to a little bit more of a credibility into this championship, but it's also been hot potatoed a lot lately as well, like your TNT Championship. Yeah. So, Shida is probably going to be the winner, though. You're going to get a lot of near falls, and everybody's going to probably want Soraya to win. Be okay with Baker. Probably okay with Storm, too, because she's a part. You know, I'm just. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's just such a shit show, and you nailed that they've been hot potatoing the thing. You know, part of it was Hater getting hurt, so that was kind of the beginning of it, so you can't really get mad at that piece. But, yeah, there's no stability. I I just don't know. I I mean, I almost wonder if they just put it on Soraya just to get a pop. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. In a match that 
15 years ago would have been cool for one guy if like he was able to you know kind of like when you're playing WWE 2k and you're like i'm gonna right. use his 2007 version instead chris jericho versus will osprey this has unfortunately all the makings to be likely the most botched match on the show yep i was just gonna say jericho might die during this i bet you the women's match is better than this uh i sadly think you're right I hope that Osprey just goes in, kicks him in the head, because he's from there, right? He's Australian. Oh, he, god damn. I'm just not good at this. Anyway, Hangnail, Omega, and Ibushi versus Bullet Club Gold and Kanosuke. Don't care. But you got a call. Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Lover Hangnails. Yeah, yeah. Golden Lover Hangnails. <laughs> uh, better than Snicker Toes. Uh, and then we also have the Stadium Stampede, yay, which is Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, Eddie Kingston, a couple of refs, Aubrey Edwards, no, just kidding, everybody up to Eddie Kingston, against Blackpool Combat Club and three question marks. This one is the one I'm going to say I don't care. Best friends, Lucha Brothers and Eddie. All right, over under. Uh oh man, wait. I'll give actually a little bit of a uh, an idea. What if Santana and Ortiz are part of it? Bring Conan just for a pop, please, but for one night. Conan. <laughs> I forgot about that. But Santana and Ortiz stay just away from Kingston. They don't ever have to fight him, right? But then they turn on. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club and help Kingston with the win. You're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I appreciate I'm your I'm trying effort, to but... make sense of something that you know TK is going to probably do. Yeah, it's pretty transparent if you ask me, but... I don't think you're allowed to say that word. Oh, never mind. So, and then in... Oh, never mind. AEW All Out will be Sunday, September 3rd. You know what's funny? About this time... No shit. Already by this point, I am jacked up for all out. You and I are like, all right, what's the plan? I know now I'm not in town this year, right? Like, you know, we've right, done right. it uh, on the barn Two several years, years and uh, you you napped through one of them. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I'm not looking forward to it at all. That's sad. What's there to look forward to? Well, I know there's only two matches, but exactly. Can't wait. Terrible. Do you want to talk about uh, our our fact checker, Buster? Oh, I sure do. Sure do, All right. Go ahead. This man works tirelessly. Thankfully, we haven't made any mistakes for him to correct as of lately, but he's still out there. He's in the fucking weeds. He's doing investigative journalism. See that video of Nikita Lyons? Oh, I did. Claude, have mercy. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows what I want. Excuse me. Thank you, Buster. <laughs> it was just... Mwah. Thank you, my man. Uh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah, well, let's see if you're thinking the same way about another female in about uh, 10 seconds. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! 
I assume you're referring to Aubrey Manson, but that's fine. Uh, we're we're, we're going to fucking run with it, man. Bro. I, well, first off, I'm going to bring up two things, okay? There was apparently Aubrey Edwards. Like, if you post anything negative about AEW, she will block you. Uh, there's a couple guys that I know that do another wrestling podcast, uh, and one of them said he got banned. He didn't even know what he did. Was it blocked. the uh, Hermanos blocked. de Discussion? And no, 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 no. Not those fools. Not those fools. These guys are a lot cooler. Uh, so, and it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a Twitter account. It's AEW botches. Great stuff. If you ever want to laugh, just fucking go to follow that page and look at some of their shit. But it was, it was a video and it was Aubrey and it said AEW, Aubrey Edwards wrestling. And it's like her talking. She's like, you know, I'm a ref. I'm there for support. I'm not there to be the focal point of the match. And it's just her, like, getting involved in every fucking angle. And at one point, they played Disco Inferno's music, and they just kept, keep rewinding. She's dancing. Dude. Oh, my God. It was that... fucking hysterical. I sent it. To, I, I stopped watching it 20 seconds in to send it to you. And then I oh, went my back God. I, oh, I would have finished if I were you first. I thought you may you already have. But, oh, my God, as soon as... Oh, God, it was fantastic done. Fantastically done, especially because... And then overdubbed while you're seeing her give these god awful face expressions or putting her hand over her face like something was scary like overacting as she does you hear and i don't want the focal point to be on me <laughs> at no point and i was cracking up and then you're disco fever yeah 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 i was losing my mind i was like and i i literally texted back you i said this is the best thing i've seen all week thank you very much this is awesome and that's not even my bring it to the table that's not the one? To, oh, I no. thought that was. <laughs> so here it is. So you put it in there. I had to bring it up. But so here's the thing. I've never heard of this band, but there's a band called August Burns Red. Okay? Never heard of them. Uh, lead singer's name is Jake Lures. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but it's close enough, right? He apparently gave an interview with somebody where he spoke about how Aubrey Edwards was shocked that he didn't know who she was at a record signing. Hmm. <laughs> This is a wow. quote from Jake. This wait, wait, wait. There's a full long quote here, and yes, wait, I'm gonna just read hang the whole on. Oh, thing. Oh, Raph, Raph. By the way, you're yeah. not even like, you're not even Isaiah Cassidy. For fuck's sake, you're a ref, and I don't mean that in a shitty way. But okay, go ahead. So this is Jake Lure's quote, a lead singer of the band August Burns. Red. Yeah, it was crazy, man. We were doing a signing, and this crazy lady comes up and gets me to sign an album for her. She says, "You don't recognize me, do you?" And I replied to her. Not really, no. Should I? Please in which she replied, I'm Aubrey Please Edwards. Please tell me I didn't fuck this bitch. <laughs> I think she said her name, and I, I said to her, who? Sorry, I don't know the name. In which she goes, I'm a wrestling referee, maybe one of the most famous in the business. You really haven't seen me before? And I said to her, sorry, I haven't watched WWE in a few years, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I am a wrestling fan, but I've just been busy. And she laughed, and she said, WWE, I'm not in that garbage. I'm in AEW. You really need to check it out and see for yourself what we're doing over there. It'll get you back into wrestling. I promise you that. And I, I laughed and just said, have a nice day, lady. And as she was walking off, she turns around and says, what are you laughing at? Before the event security eventually moved her along because there was a ton of people behind her and she'd already taken up like five minutes of time. <laughs> Wait, this is real? <laughs> it's an interview with Ed <laughs> And I gotta be honest though, I just don't want the focal point to be about me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't know who the fuck I am? My hand slaps you know, the mat multiple times like a week, motherfucker. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> Earl Hebner, the one who fucked over Bret Hart, if you will, didn't yeah. even ever act like that. Are you right? shitting me? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that just made me hate her even more. Thanks for telling me that story. And whoever else is listening to this, I'm sure. Uh, oh, God. Look at my... Bring it to the table. Not necessarily, not even at all, wrestling-related. Uh, uh, this past Friday, got out of work early, as did my wife. And I was like, Yo, you want to go catch a movie tonight? It's about 45 minutes away, which... Sounds easy when it, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, and we're like, yeah, let's go. And then she's like, well, there's a 120 showing. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Day date. Hell yeah. Let's go out early. I'm like, no one's going to be in the theater for this one. We go to see the movie, the strays or just not the strays. It's strays. One or the other. Cause there's a scary movie called the strays or some shit like that. But it is a absolute lifelike real dogs that are strays and their voiceovers are will Jamie Fox and, and will Ferrell. Have you seen, I, I assume that you have seen a trailer. I've been watching Sonny, been watching Sonny. The, mm-hmm. the ad for that movie is on every ad break. I don't want to see this movie ever in my fucking life. I'm, I'm sure that it is funny, <laughs> but I've seen this fucking trailer so many times. I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't want I, to see the fucking movie. I feel the same way when I'm watching something and they keep showing you the same thing over and over and over. I'm like, and I know I don't want to watch that show because I've seen that so many times. I get that. Maybe one day you'll appreciate it. It's extremely pretty vulgar, and we knew this going in. We walk in. There are three ladies that are minimum 73. And I go, huh. And then a row of people who are probably somewhere ranging about 50 and up more. And I go, huh. Mrs. Professor and I go to the top of the movie theater all the way to the top, you know. No one sees things back there. And uh, I go, I don't think these motherfuckers know what they're in for. I think they think they're going to see a cute little movie. They laughed their asses off the whole time, man. Never judge a book by its cover. They loved it. And I was like, okay. But I'm saying like really, really fucking old people. But I was like, I'm in shock with this. Um, You already killed the thunder by like, I don't want to watch this. You fucking mouse. Let's just, you know, go to the war. No. Let me say this. A lot of great funny moments. Now, I won't uh, give anything away. But the premise of the movie is he wants to go. uh, Will Ferrell wants to go bite his former owner's dick to get back at him. There you go. And they're trying to figure out a map of how to get back and whatnot. And Jamie Foxx's character goes, well, that map is going to lead us right to his custard launcher, bro. I lost my shit in the theater. It was, I'm telling you a lot of great, funny things, a lot of dick references. They do mushrooms. Go check it out. Check straight out. Don't worry about what ODM says. I I saw the mushrooms part in the trailer. It was funny because I like the way they one part was animated. One guy had like sock hands or something like that. Was, oh my god! So you gotta tell me. So like, so what does Dennis Quaid say? Because in that, because hmm. in the ad, he's like, and I'm Dennis Quaid, and I've seen, and then it cuts off. So I'm guessing he says something like a lot of crazy shit or something like that. Basically, I think something like that, or it's either everything or crazy shit. That's it. Yeah, that was the funniest thing is because 
no shit, two days before that, or maybe even the day before, my wife and I were having a conversation, and I said, Randy Quaid, and I go, but he'd only been on SNL for a year, and she goes, well, yeah, how would he have ever been on? I go, well, I mean, he does comedy, and she goes, not really, and I go, you're thinking Dennis Quaid, aren't you? She goes, oh my God, I am. And then we're watching the movie, and all of a sudden he goes, and I'm Dennis Quaid. And we both just looked at each other. I was like, no shit. I'm like, that's his role in the movie. I didn't even see the uh, trailer with him in it. Yeah, maybe you've seen too much of after just watching yeah. that much Sonny. Little bit, little bit. Let me. Hey, you know what, though? It doesn't matter because it's all about the implication. Have the boys ever hung on a boat? <laughs> there's not actually a real threat but there's an implication of a threat there it is okay <laughs> you sound like you want to hurt these women you're not understanding i'm not i'm not <laughs> uh what did you think about the uh with charlie hey man everybody's really responding well to these dick flyers wait you knew they were dicks well yeah i i, I, I especially with the veins in them <laughs> the vitamin balls I buy milk and I buy flour and, and I just I, I make a dough and I put vitamins in them and that way you get all the nutrition you want. I spent like two dollars. The good news is that probably in a couple of weeks at the pace you're going, we'll be able to cover that as a show. Um, do you have the most recent season, by the way? I don't know what the most recent season is. I just started 16. OK, but 16 is the most recent season. So. Oh, good. It said there are 16 seasons on Hulu. So all right. The final episode, maybe my one of my favorite top all time really yeah all right you'll appreciate it anyway uh oh fuck oh, oh wrestling shit let's go wars. to the wars monday night wars listen to me son i'm your dad do one last thing for me if you never do anything else destroy him Whoa! Paul Bear wants Kane to turn on The Undertaker again! Destroy him! Please, for Daddy! For Daddy? Oh! And The Undertaker! Kane has just turned his back to allow The Undertaker to pummel Paul Bear! No! Listen, Stevie Ray. You could go the easy way. Or you can go the hard way. And I'm the head recruiter for the NWO. And there's no reason for yourself to get yourself in a bad situation here. Because we respect you. See, that's the difference. We don't want to force you to join us. We're not trying to put you in a bad spot here. The giant here, he's the measuring stick of the NWO. And what we're asking is, why don't you come along and join us? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Don't listen to these people. These people are just you on a, lead you down a path of ruin. Come on, be a buddy. No ho stop signs, speed limit. I forgot. <laughs> Kill me now. What's crazy, again, you know, on the version, you're not going to get this. But what I have to deal with is on my version, as much as I like watching the VHS versions of these, uh, <laughs> it shows you a lot of the commercials, and it's like six days away, 
you know, just like they do with WrestleMania usually. And it it's funny how in 1998, myself, that boy, everybody else, Spada, uh, who buddy my buddy Spada by the way texted me. He got tickets. He's going to night one of WrestleMania this year. Oh wow! I was like, Enjoy. You gonna go? Fuck no. <laughs> uh, so he anyway. So all of us had the same thought back then. We're like, fuck ACDC's Highway to Hell. And you know, our school, our anthem was Hell's Bells for our soccer team. So we all love that. We didn't really care for Highway to Hell, and we hated it even more really after this. And all of a sudden now I'm going through rewatching this. And no bullshit, earlier today, I'm setting up. I was like, <laughs> motherfucker, it's happening again. Thanks a, yep. thanks a lot, Angus. All right, but let's break down the Monday Night Wars. We have Raw, we have Nitro. Kick it off. August 24th, 1998, it's the go-home show for SummerSlam. Uh, we see Taker and Kane. They're leaving the locker room together. The bell tolls. They come out to the ring together. Commentary sees Hell in a Cell is suspended above the ring. They have no idea why. McMahon comes to the ring smiling, and he says, Finally, Taker and Kane have come out of the casket. This is the best TV since Bill Clinton's mea culpa a week or so ago. Topical. A lot. And you know what? It's not even on this show. Just wait till Nitro. It's like the, all everybody could talk about is Bill Clinton at this point. I mean, it's hot in this moment. Oh, yeah. Now it's the top news, that's for sure. Uh, what does he say? Vince says, all those lies, we finally get to the truth. I told you so. You know, Taker, you don't need my help to win the title, but you need my planning, my cunning nature, my friendship. Vince McMahon, friend or foe, I want your answer by the end of the night. Bear comes to the ring and says you know, to Kane, tell me it's not true. He calls their mom a sleazy whore. <laughs> Do one thing for me, if nothing else. Destroy Taker, please, for daddy. Taker, big boots, bear. Kane turns his back. Mankind comes to the ring. Taker and Kane attack him. They do a spike tombstone. Uh, Austin to the ramp. Pyro goes off in front of him. Kind of kicks him back a second. And uh, he says, I'm going to take somebody out tonight. So this is obviously the official launch of the Brothers of Destruction in the most destructive way that spike tombstone yeah, I haven't for seen it. that before the crowd yep. went nuts for it like people were like holy mm-hmm. shit uh, what I did like was how the you know he was like take out take her one last time Kane turns his back and that's when Undertaker kicks him showing like I can't help you and it's funny because Mankind comes in and tries doing the same thing, but I feel like Taker hit him too early. Yeah, I mean, Taker's big boot always looked... He laid that fucker in, so, you know. Yeah. But it was... Uh, it's <laughs> So we don't know what's going to be happening yet still with this Hell in a Cell, but we have it above the ring. And I swear to God, in my head, I was like, I think, I think this is the night. And I hope to God it is. But now that, you know... Mankind has just been put in the ambulance, as we're seeing. You know, let's let's see where this goes. Go ahead. All right, uh, we got our first match of the night: Shamrock versus Severin. Three. 
as they're touting it because they've already had two UFC fights. Uh, Owen attacks Shamrock while the ref's distracted, and then he just comes into the ring. It's a DQ. Owen locks in the dragon sleeper. Same move Severn used on Shamrock last week. Blackman makes the save. Uh, Shamrock shoves Blackman after one afterwards and hits a belly-to-belly on him, and then Blackman returns the favor. So Shamrock just wants to murder everybody. I was like, I actually almost would rather see Blackman and Shamrock in this Lions Den match coming up now after seeing yeah. them get pissed with each other. Uh, Severn and Shamrock, their match was better than Rousey and Baszler with the, you know, shoot kind of wrestling match. Yeah, it was. You know, it's funny that you fucking said that because it was 100%. It started off and they were just doing holds and trying to get submissions on and and then it turned into a wrestling match. Yeah, I know, 100%. I agree with you. Uh, Severn was doing the fireman carry a lot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, fucking nailed it. The Tiki's here. The Tiki. No. Uh, let's no. see. So backstage, Mankind, who got wheeled out on the stretcher, right? Uh, you see him getting loaded into the ambulance. So you go backstage, you see all the paramedics are down. The, the fucking stretcher's just rolling across the floor. Mankind goes stumbling out. But he's moving a little slow because before that, Sable comes to the ring and she announces Kurrigan for, and the oddities coming to the ring. ICP will be performing at SummerSlam. And the entrance, I did pay attention this time. It definitely sounds like that ICP song. It almost sounds like a remix where they took the vocals out, but it's just like the beat. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like slide whistles in it and stuff. Yeah, there's like slide whistles in it. And it's 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 the beat. But see, here's the thing. It's the beat from the song. It is it it is like the rhythm track from the song. I I just didn't hear any look it up. Yeah, I just didn't hear any vocals. So gotcha. Okay. yeah, and I actually Google it just to make sure, and it is definitely the song. So there you go. Let me ask you a question: Did you ever uh, were you a fan of Eminem in the his early stages? Not really, and it's not that I dislike him; it's just I never got into him. He just has a lot of great disses against ICP, and I really, yeah, like because they they had things to say against him, and instead of I, I can't even repeat the names he calls them, like like. Their names are what? Shaggy, Two Dope, and Silent, Violent J? Violent J, I believe, yes. Yeah. Imagine what rhymes with J and things what he could do with that. <laughs> and it's that's why I have trouble saying, what, wait, what's their name? Because I don't want to say the offensive one that I've heard Eminem say a billion times. Anyway. Did you, uh, yeah. <laughs> did you ever see the movie The Interview? Yes. The part where Eminem just comes out as gay at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, and at what point? I mean, I fuck guys. Yeah, like, absolutely. I know. It's so crazy that Eminem signed up for that part in, uh, yeah, in the movie. And, it's right. and he knows shit. sells and it, like, too. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> it's probably the best part of the movie besides the, what's the hate us because they ain't us. But that shit right there with Eminem just, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone, you listen to my song. And he's like... So when you said, oh, my God, what's the part? <laughs> I don't remember. But... I'm going to violently wreck you, Hector. Yeah, I mean, Hector's a real guy, and I violently. Yeah, oh, my God, it was such a good. All right, wow, we just went down a rabbit hole. Sidetrack, yeah. Well, I was talking about wow. the oddities. I don't think anybody cares. Uh, so it's Kurrigan versus Mero. Jacqueline's not there. Uh, he says, uh, tell, tells Kurrigan, hey, let's fight one. I want to get the freaks out of here. So, yeah, so Mero says. Get the freaks out of here. And Jim Ross goes, sorry, King, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. 
Uh, and then somebody in a Rasta hat and fake dreads attacks Sable. Naturally, it's fucking Jacqueline. Uh, low blow from Marrow to DQ. The oddities run in, and Marrow and Jackie uh, powder through the crowd. Have you watched SummerSlam yet? Nope. Last chance. Who is Sable's partner? Yeah, you said that. I don't know, man, and I don't like looking ahead, so I, I honestly have no That's clue. That's fine. I, I was just curious to see if you would know because then yeah. you know what's awesome? You'll be happy. Hmm. It's Kurgan, okay. dude. You got it. Let's go. <laughs> Dumbass. Next, we see X-Pac taking a camera, dragging a cameraman along to the to the uh, locker room, and he pisses in somebody's boots. Now, you could tell by the ring gear it was Jeff Jarrett's boots. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty obvious whose boots they were. Right? And let me say this. If you're pissing on boots that are side-by-side side, right next to each other, his sway got a lot on the ground for no fucking reason, dude. You were just going left, right, left, right. If you want to really do it, fill the fucking boot up, man. Yeah, just my opinion. Oh, I'm with the you. boot. Half and half. Uh, so we that's it. that's right at a break spot. We come back and it's Southern Justice versus the New Age Outlaws. Hawks on commentary, shit faced. <laughs> hey Jr. Hey King, remember a time fought you for the crown? <laughs> so all right, now we know it's full blown storyline. You know, right. it, it, for them to do it. And, and he goes, Jr. Goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm here to do color concentrate. Or something like that. And <laughs> Ross repeats. He goes, concentrate. Okay. All right. And that was great. He goes, yeah. JR. Or, or, uh, yeah. You remember that time in 87? And I was like, he sounds like every fucking drunk. I go, it, it was really good, but it's also fucking sad. Like that I was kind of giggling at it. It's very sad. You know what I mean? Um, Man, it's not even going to be his biggest fall. Foreshadowing. Topical. That works, too. <clears throat> There's a sign. I've added it to the doc. It says, Hogan is a stooge. I mean. Oh, I didn't say that one. Uh, Jarrett comes to the ring. He gets on the mic, but the mic doesn't work, which is fucking great. So he gets on commentary. He wants an X-Pac out there for pissing in his boots. They, they show uh, Jeff Jarrett's feet. He's only in his socks. He actually tells the cameraman, don't shoot my feet again. Uh, Outlaws get a, a quick win on like a roll up or something. Jeff Jarrett and Justice uh, shave the cameraman's heed, and that cameraman sold it like bloody fucking murder. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. The way they're pulling at it and going, they're not doing it like a nice barber who's trying to give you a nice buzz cut. No. You got. They're like, we have thirty seconds of TV time. I need to get your head bald in that amount of time, and I think that shit half hurt. Uh, but also I swear when Jarrett was at the, uh, announcer's table with no shoes on and he's bitching, I thought Hawk was going to stand up and throw up on him. I'm like, please tell me that's what's about to happen. <laughs> it didn't happen, but close enough. Yeah. I don't think we need to tarnish his legacy any more than WWE already has. <laughs> uh, well, we find out what the hell in the cells for. It's going to be Kane versus mankind. It's great. Mankind comes out and he tries to throw the chair on the top of the cell and it comes crashing down on Lawler. <laughs> Tell me that you then you missed the intro to him coming to the ring. This dude, this is the part that I was talking about. Now that I knew that the Hell in a Cell was going to be happening tonight on Raw, Mick Foley comes down the ramp on the gurney. 
and just oh, slides down yeah. the ramp, riding <laughs> it like a surfboard, like like face. Doesn't it? Go, like it goes off down. the. It goes off the edge of the ramp right as it gets more closer to like, the ring. Almost, and then he hits the the under the ring area. <laughs> whatever he hit was like a fucking set of steel chairs or whatever, because he hits it hard. I'm like, uh, what? Like normally, there's a little more pad or not padding, but like opening or give to that spot, and. Yeah, that's how he starts coming into this. And then, yes, he tries throwing the chair to the top. All right, here's right, let's talk about this. I don't think that they thought in advance, we should do a Hell in a Cell in this town on this night. Do you know where this was that night? Philly. No. Philly? Oh, okay, that's right. It was Philly, only because it was very topical with what I talked about earlier. Right. But... They were so close to the ringside. Yes. Or I'm sorry, yes. to the fans. Yep. That fans could almost nearly touch the cage on the outside if they wanted to. That's how mm-hmm. close it was to the barricade. And he's near the announcer's table trying to throw this chair up. He tries once, comes down, lands on the announcer's table, does it again, pretty much same spot, and then he just gives up. And I was like... Thank God for that. I'm glad Foley had the sense. Some people would still have been trying for a while until it made it up there. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he did it. They did. He did it for the first one, but he was on the entranceway side, so he had a lot of room. He had clearance. He could launch he that fucker heat, up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Where he was standing there, he had no room, so there was no chance of him getting it up there. Anyway, he starts climbing to the top of the cell. Taker climbs up with him. They get about halfway, a third up the up the uh, cage. Uh, Taker throws him down uh, through the commentary table. Kane eventually gets Mankind to the ring, attacks him with the steel steps. <clears throat> Mankind hits a headshot with the chair, breaks out the thumbtacks uh, as Kane starts attacking him, falls face first into the tacks, which is fucking hilarious. Like, he's trying to put him down. Kane hits him. He just fucking face plants right in the tacks. <clears throat> Mankind hits a pile driver, and Kane rolled through it into the thumbtacks, gets up. He's got thumb t- his whole ass is covered in thumbtacks. That could not have been pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Glenn. Yep. Uh, let's see. Kane hits a tombstone, and then Austin rolls out from under the ring. He's in the cage, which is locked. Starts going after Kane. Taker climbs to the top of the cage. He's trying to bust open one of the top panels so he can get into the ring, and he actually did start breaking it, just not enough to get through. Um, he has one starts... leg all the way through. Yep. Yep. He, he, I mean, and then yes, the and then, then the... yes, the cage starts rising. Yep, and then we see a shot. It's McMahon raising the cage. Austin hits a stunner on Kane. The cage gets lowered. Taker gets on the mic. Uh, prove, Austin, you proved you're not more than a coward. Kane's busted open. Uh, tonight you're going to face your destiny. It has nothing to do with SummerSlam. This is personal. It's crazy to see Kane with the mask, but actually bleeding on top of bleeding, his head. Yeah. It's like It's yeah, the first time we've open. seen him bleed. The day of headshots, man. It's easy to bust somebody yep. open with the head. You know what I mean? Next, you got China in the ring. She's called Rock out. Um, Rock's not dressed to fight, though. He's dressed uh, douchebaggy Rock. I have to say this. When I was a kid, I've, I'd seen this a couple of times because I had mm. a couple of certain Raws record on VHS. Okay. Mm. The Highway to Hell. I mean, I was prepping on it because I knew I was getting the pay-per-view. Parents already were like, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to get it. I was eighth grade, and I what? What are you laughing at? 
Just another reminder how much older I am than you. Oh, yeah. Wait, where were you at this time? Uh, finishing my second year of college. That's funny. That's funny. You're an old man. Anyway, so where was I going with this? Uh, oh, the VHS tape. Tiki. This segment back then and now cringes me to the absolute fucking shit. I yeah. hate it. I, I don't understand why it was an idea of anybody. Saving Grace out of this, before we even move forward, as I'll say, this is absolutely a weird way to say it, but it's the beginning of Sexual Chocolate Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. Other than that, fuck this segment. Go ahead. Yeah, you're not far off here. Uh, Nation follows. Henry has a ladder. The Godfather's not there. It's called out by commentary. He's recovering from getting the shit knocked out of him at King uh, Brawl for All. Uh, Rock says, "Hey, listen. I know this is a setup. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a step ahead. It's great. Thumb st- thumbtacks are still in the ring." Rock says he's one step ahead. Know your damn roll. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes and look at the screen. And you see DX's locker room is blocked by a forklift. They're trying to get it open. They can't get out. There you go. He goes over the ladder match with Triple H at SummerSlam for the IC title. And he tells China, you just need to get some. And honey, if you're lucky, at about 2.30 in the morning, The Rock is going to be the one to give it to you. China does not take kindly to that, runs at Rock Nation, stops her. And they just hold her back. Like The Rock is. You ever seen that fucking movie with uh, Jodie Foster on the pinball machine? The Accused, yes. That's pretty. There's no pinball machine, but pretty close. And they've put her down on her knees. It's who? Owen and D'Lo holding? Owen and D'Lo holding, yes, because Henry is standing kind of behind the rock. Yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, China, for the first time, looks legitimately scared. Rock says, pucker up, baby. Shut your eyes and enjoy the magic of the rock. Then again, there ain't no way I'd ever kiss a piece of trash like you. Mark Henry, know your damn roll, pucker your damn lips, and give that piece of trash the right of her life. Yeah. Keep going. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, and uh, Shawn Michaels apparently needed another paycheck, so he shows up, uh, hits a uh, headshot on Henry with the chair, picks up the icy title, throws it at the rock, and gives the chair to China. And uh, HBK joins commentary for the rest of the night. A hard chair shot to Henry. Oh, yeah. Henry took that and fell backwards. Like if you just chopped a tree down and it just fell, you know what I mean? Like just timber, just backwards hard. Well, that, that was a good part of the I, segment. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Say your piece. Oh no. I was just going to, yeah, nothing. Uh, no, there's, there's not much to say. It, it, it was cringy. Then it is cringy. Now it was very suggestive and just not look at. Yeah. No. Wording I could be okay with if she was on the ramp, and he's like, "You just need to get your some," and the rock could be your 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 girl or your guy. You know, fine. However, sure. The grabbing her chin, and you could actually see like it was a tight fucking grip. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was watching an old Italian about to beat his fucking wife because the spaghetti was cold. And what made it worse is that while she's down on her fucking knees, she actually has tears in her goddamn eyes. Cringy as fuck. Hated it. Mark this. (laughs) That was bullshit. Oh, it was. I didn't like it. I was like, this has nothing to do with wrestling, man. Like it was just. It was a touch farther than. I'm like, like you just said. 
Jodie Foster in The Accused. You know what you didn't say? Getting raped on the pinball machine. Is that what you said? Did you actually say that? I, I just said pinball machine. I didn't think I need to spell it out. But it's yes. gangbanged by like four guys. And because they, the system. Yeah, great movie. Awesome movie. Man, minus the rape, but. I like the kid in that that actually doesn't turn. He's in a couple of other movies in the 80s, including Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Oh, Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till my movies. <sighs> just you wait. Oh, God, I can't wait. Uh, so DX gets free eventually. They're in the pit, uh, parking lot looking for the nation. Uh, next, we get Velvinas versus Taka Michinoku. Shawn Michaels, like I said, is on commentary. Uh, it's great. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Wait. I know. I raised my hand. At least I'm raising my hand, not interrupting. At least you're raising your You should hand, give yes. me a little more credit on this. You should say yes, Mark. Kayfabe, pal. Uh, have you been... Do you actually get all of Venus's intros? Dude, it's... Uh, it, uh, it's like any Rick Root entrance since I don't, you know, the first the first couple times he came out, I, I listened. I skipped past it now. Oh, then you're missing things. Every week is something new of the Big Valboski. The Big Valboski is his member. Yeah. And this week they were in Philly. And guess what cheesecake place he fucking references? The one that was the winnings of this past ladder match no bullshit pat's uh cheesesteak and he goes yeah and he goes you know the big valboski is a lot of uh, a lot like uh the pat stack i'm a lot of meat and it goes right in between your buns or some shit like that he has innuendos every week man you gotta start watching these okay I will. You're missing and I will out. Document them just, just for you. I will. Document His character them. is of cock references, of being a porn star. If not, he's just a wrestler that has a name that rhymes with penis. Good old WWF. Always spelling it out for you. WWF. Do you think I'm the one that had the tiki torch? Yeah. Anyway, you know what's interesting about this? There's four of you talking to me right now. <laughs> they had Japanese Here's photographers at ringside. <laughs> Japanese photographers. It was hilarious. I don't know if that was on purpose or if the photographers actually just happened to be Japanese. Uh, Triple H comes <laughs> to the That's ring. Racist. Hits Val Venus with a chair. It's a DQ. Uh, he hits Taka. He spikes the chair. He calls out the Rock, and he said, "You're gonna be my bitch. You cross the line, pal." Next, you get Gangrel versus X-Pac. I was like, I'll raise my hand if I want to talk. <laughs> he just stared X-Pac. at me. I was like. <laughs> X-Pac hits a Bronco Buster. Jeff Jarrett comes on, hits a pretty sweet headshot with the guitar to the point where like the guitar stayed on X-Pac's head. Pretty As he was fun. laying on the ground, wrapped around yeah. his, his whole head. I was like, that's a good shot. Yeah, it was a good shot. Uh, yeah. And then Edge comes in and attacks Gangrel. Yep. There you go. Next, we get the Brawl for All Finals. It's Bradshaw versus Bart Gunn. Everything that this whole thing was set up for, the ending of this match is the exact purpose of Vince Russo. Yep. 
So Bradshaw goes down in the first, and the ref comes over. He's like, you okay? You okay? Yeah, you're not okay. <laughs> he should have <laughs> <laughs> stopped it. He's he like, are you okay? It. And he was looking like, above uh, and beyond. Uh, over, yeah, he, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was looking, he was looking above, over I, the ref. A hundred percent at Bart Gunn. Yep. And and he was like, you okay? And he, his mouth didn't even look like he said it okay. He, was he like, didn't say anything. It looked like... It's like you went, buh, 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 buh. like on uh, <laughs> Overboard. <laughs> you ever seen Overboard with? Uh, oh, yeah. Goldie <laughs> That's what he looked like he was doing for a second. And that next punch, he took two hard ones, and the right punch puts him straight to his face. And did you notice in any of the replays at all or any of them, after he was down, ugh, it always kills me. The leg shake. He had two legs. legs Oh, my God. He was out. And even when he was up talking to the doctor, looked like he was wearing a wig, by the way. That doctor looked like he was a little out there. He he was weird. But when he was talking to the doctor, even the doctor is like, you don't seem okay. And you could tell he was, like, asking, like, where are you? And he's like. They kept giving the smelling salts, and the smelling salts weren't doing shit. They're literally just waving him right under his nose. He, he's not. He's not batting an eye. The, my favorite. Fuck it, break is, it open. Put it up his nose. <laughs> no, right. The only thing I could think of was the look on his face afterwards with the smelling salts was fucking space balls. Have we stopped? Yes, sir. We stopped. Good. Smoke if you got him. <laughs> Dude, it was rough. It was, and again, it's sad because that was. Uh, just all set up to be against him. But at the same point, I mean, the dude is a tough dude. I'm sure he could take a knockout, but it's also very just not uh, not good for it's you. It's not a good work zone. Yeah. Yeah. He had two legs. It was crazy. Yeah. It... <laughs> I like the two so, fingers. <laughs> That's... That's so, you know what I wrote my notes here? Cole backstage hmm. with Cole. But it wasn't Cole with Cole. It was Cole with McMahon. And it's funny because... <laughs> oh, no, okay. I was like, Adam Cole? No. Uh, I was like, Cole, trying to baby? think of all the Coles no. back then. Now I got it. So, it was hilarious because, you know, we talk about Cole getting abused by all these wrestlers, which is what happens all the time. And it's McMahon. You're like, okay, this will be a straightforward interview for once. And he's like, I'm going to get my answer from Taker and the answer I want. And uh, am I going to have to throw you around like everyone else, or are you going to leave nice and quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Even McMahon's talking shit to Michael Cole. <laughs> that dude really uh, got Raz on his first uh, first year. No shit. Yeah, he definitely fucking paid his dues. Because God only knows what happened behind the scenes. Um, we hear some chanting. The lights go out. Blue lights come up. Um and it's great because the doctor from the Brawl for All, you actually see him running back up the ramp and the camera shifts to the left to try to get him out of shot. And then he ends up going through the entrance, but he gets to the entrance and he doesn't know how to get back there and he's stuck there for a second. Did you catch that? I didn't know I didn't know if he was going to make it to Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that he left Bradshaw's lifeless body at the ringside. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're back on the air, and it just starts running back. <laughs> he did hustle. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, you know what I didn't think? Oh no, that's a different show, never mind. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it was fucking hilarious. So anyway, right after that, the druids come out with a casket. Fucking talk about killing the mood there. Uh, Taker's music hits, and he comes to the ring. He calls out, Austin, you're going to take a ride on the highway to hell tonight. Vince comes to the ring. He wants his answer, friend or foe. Taker extends his hand like he's going to shake Vince's hand. Hits a choke slam instead. Coffin opens. Austin comes out. Talks shit to Vince first, then squares up to Taker. Then Kane comes out of the casket. <laughs> what the <laughs> Tell me right now, was he laying on top of Kane? Because that casket, it didn't move. I mean, right. it's not like he there was a false bottom that he was able to do. And if there was, was it just a sheet? And he helped. I don't know how they did that one. That was a good trickery. Yeah, yeah. And it's a beat down. Austin can't escape. He gets a chair and kind of holds him off. That's the end of the show. But yeah, I pop for that. Because even commentary is like, wait, wait, what happened there? Oh, a little man. weird, but yes, uh, good raw, and we're heading to SummerSlam. Well, let's head to Nitro now. Limo pulls in the back. It's the black and white. They come to the ring. Bischoff pulls out a pen, says it's the most powerful weapon in the world. He ran Vader out of WCW. He ran Johnny B. Bad out of WCW. You hear me, Eddie? A little inside baseball, huh? Ooh. Hogan says he's going to beat somebody up real bad tonight. It just depends on who and how many. He calls out DDP. Forget about Warrior being at War Games. We're going to go through the red and black. He calls out Goldberg. The crowd was sick of this. It was Hogan sucks chance and Goldberg chance. Uh, good to see that the crowd is annoyed with these fucking opening promos from Hogan just as much as I am. Yep. Next, Mike Enos versus Wraith. I was waiting for Tell somebody to interfere. Someone was interfere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But it didn't. It was just a squash match for Wraith. Next, you get Kaz Hayashi versus Malenko. Malenko wins. It felt like more of a, just a showcase for Malenko to put uh, Hayashi over. Wolfpack comes to the ring. Nash calls out Goldberg for spearing him again at the end of last week's show. Only way to make things right is to tag with me tonight. And uh, Goldberg's music hits. It's not even a match. He still gets escorted to the ring by security. Still gets the fucking pyro. He comes into the ring. He points at Nash, says something, and fucking bounces. And Nash is like, well, in case you didn't hear it, uh, he said, you want it, you got it. We're going to face Hogan and the Giant tonight. It's a lot of money wasted on... Uh, pyro? Pyro, security. yeah, for no reason, yeah. Next, you get Anvil versus Conan. Conan! Conan wins. La Raza. Shivani's on the ramp with Stevie oh, Ray. Man. He's got Olale Holmes. <laughs> uh, he's got issues with the Giant. Giants, uh, you know, uh, remember Stevie Ray lost the title to Jericho because Giant came in, choke slammed him. Booker shows up, crowd popped. Uh, he said he left the country. He was a little banged up, wanted to be away from wrestling and be away from the scene, heal up. Uh, people are asking me, what's Stevie doing? You know, what's going on with him? So I ask, I'm asking him right now, what the hell's going on? Stevie says the title's getting between us. Dylan is pimping you. Shivani says Dylan has made Booker the number one contender for the U.S. title. Stevie's not happy. Booker cuts a promo on Brett, tells Stevie to watch his back, and they walk off arguing. Shivani goes from the ramp to the ring for another interview segment. This one's DDP. 
cuts a promo on Bischoff. He pulls out a pen as well, kind of making fun of him. And I'd like to stick this pen right. And it seems like he had an idea of what he was going to say, and then he lost it, or he didn't know what he was going to say because he goes, I'd like to stick this pen right in your right ear and squish it to the left. Sick <laughs> burn, dude. I like it. Yeah. He uh, he asked next somebody time I get in to fight with someone. So, as you remember, this is a three way war games. DDP is going to be the captain for the WCW team. He needs two other teammates. He says, somebody step up to the plate. And out of fucking nowhere, the maniac comes to the ring. I did not expect that. Nope. <laughs> you remind me of my kids. <laughs> so, it's Piper. You got kids, maniac? <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Piper comes down, he gives DDP props for being over and he says, I'm the only guy that Bischoff can't fire. So you Eddie Munster look alike. You look like Mick Jagger with his shirt off. He says, we're going to have to change a few things. You need two people for war games. I volunteer. And then Piper does this thing. It was so fucking awful. He's like, war, 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 warrior. It's like, dude, just say warrior. Shut up. <laughs> It was awful. Before that, he also made a uh, Clinton reference. Said something like they? Hogan and someone else. Hogan and uh, Bischoff are one's Bill, the other one's Hillary, and he made a quick. Oh yeah, which one that. he was wearing the dress? Which one isn't? Which one's Bill? Which yeah. one's Hillary? Yeah, yeah, that's a Piper line if ever there was one. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Piper says we're gonna do everything we can to make the greatest dream team ever. Let the games begin. Feel the bang. War. That was our war. 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 Hour <laughs> two, Mongo versus Riggs. Mongo wins the flock flocks. Mongo gets hit in the heed by Horace Heed with, Horace the, heed. with, the, with the giant stop sign. You talked about Henry selling. I loved Mongo in this one because he did the same thing. He just fucking fell back like a tree it was he, he sold yep. it was cartoonish but it was great i loved it uh malenko makes also in saves. his hometown by the way it was in chicago that's right yes uh, no yes they are yes they are my bad i got confused with detroit because a promo later uh yeah malenko makes a save saturn runs and he talks shit to malenko and then all of a sudden he goes for a tope on horace heed and the spot looked like it was supposed to be that Saturn would do the tope and he would shove the stop sign in his way. That didn't happen. Saturn yeah. hit nothing. He hit like had maybe the corner of the stop sign. Maybe. And yeah. That's it. And then just went to the <laughs> ground. I go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, it- it was pretty fucking bad. Uh, so they're doing more teasing of the horsemen. Mongo wants Malenko to throw up the four for the four horsemen. Uh, Mongo just shakes his hand and bounces. The and most newest, least wrestling credible horseman of all time is now know, recruiting right? yeah. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. We do have uh, we do have the return of Ric Flair look to look forward to. Uh, I think a few weeks, maybe something like that. A couple of weeks yeah. away, like three. Yep. Going to be great. Uh, next, you get Rick Fuller versus Squash Norton. Norton lives up to his name. Next, Scott Steiner uh, came to the ring with the doctor from Independence Day. 
Uh, he cuts a promo on Rick. Doesn't it look just like him? The That's doctors funny. this week are just fantastic. I know. <laughs> Another wig, too, I think. <laughs> What's up with the doctors and the wigs? Uh, it's a promo. It's a yeah. It, it, the doctor goes, I can't give you clearance to wrestle tonight because... And Scott goes, because why? Because I'm hurt? Right on. It's just another excuse to cut a promo on Rick and have Buff Bagwell pretending to be Rick to come out and act like a dog. Which is kind of funny. It's but like he's the buff third time he's they've the done stuff. it. It wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny the third time. <clears throat> Next you get Brian Adams versus Luger. The commentary mentions that Nitro will be coming to Rochester, New York. Yep, yep. Did you go to that one? And what's crazy is I remember this show, and I had the option to go. But my parents thought it would be beneficial that I go to the, uh, it wasn't a homecoming thing, but like some big pep rally thing that I had to do for school instead and commit to that as I was supposed to instead of going to see wrestling. What do you, you gay fish? (laughs) (laughs) What? Move on. <laughs> Warrior comes to the ring. He had one good line. Hogan, you traded being one in a million for being one of the millions. I liked that line. I thought it was good. Other than that, this was shite. The crowd was bored two minutes in to the point where they, he tells the war patience, warriors, patience is a virtue. And he says something about a one warrior nation revolution. And Heenan goes, what could that mean? Good question. Same warrior time, same warrior channel, same warrior something. Same bigotry channel. (laughs) Destrucity. Well, thank God this is the third and final hour of the show. You get Kurt Hennig versus Chris Jericho for the TV title. They start this match off like there's legit heat between the two of them. Hennig plays the vet, Jericho the cocky up-and-comer. Uh, it starts off with like Hennig doing like real wrestling takedowns and being like one point, two points. This was a thousand times better than their first match. This was match of the night by far. Uh, time expired. They continue fighting after the bell. Giant it's comes to the ring. Dude, calm down. Yeah, well, still. Match of the night by far. Uh, well, Easy exactly. Answer. Still, uh, giant comes to the ring and he's apparently protecting Jericho as he has been. He actually goes after Hennig, even though they're on the same team, shoves him down to the ground. Jericho just powders. Hennig's trying to get some answers and giant just snaps at him and they both head to the back. You gotta say Tony Schiavone sounds like he's saying Hennig. A lot. Most people do even like Rick rude. Yeah. I'm just saying. Probably because nobody was going to sit there and make sure they enunciate on Hennig. Nobody wanted to well, sound like Forrest Gump, me which actually now, might now not I even been out yet. Way. Was that 90? No, it was out already. 94. Right? Yeah. Oh, was it that early? Hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe it's part of my list. Would be. Maybe it's not. Booker and Stevie uh, are arguing in the back. Uh, next, you get your Bret Harvest Booker team match for the U.S. title. Bret comes to the ring. He cuts a promo. He says, you know, everybody's asking me why I've changed, why I've changed. I mean, I'm, as, I'm as nice as I ever was. It's you people that have corrupted the world of heroes. Puts over Hogan, puts over Sting. Got respect on one side for one man and vice versa. 
Uh, Booker's music hits. No one comes out. We go to the back. Booker's down. Stevie comes to the ring, gets in Brett's face. And the black and white come to the ring with his shirt. And Stevie accepts. I don't remember Stevie joining the NWO. I do. Actually, as soon as this whole run began of him starting to defend Booker's title, I was like, ah, when's he going into the NWO? I think it's soon. I didn't know Brett was the one that recruits him. He's the one that talks him into joining the NWO. Yep. I think it was Stevie that jumped Booker. I actually don't remember this. I remember him being an NWO, but I don't remember how he got in. Now I'm watching this, but Booker's laying down on the ground, and we're saying it might be Brett, but what if it was Stevie who did it to Booker? I don't know. Right, considering the segment before that, they were back there arguing together. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, it was weird the way that they did it. Well, you get your main event. It's Hogan and Giant versus Nash and Goldberg. A whole 10 minutes left in the show by the time the bell rings. That's actually a lot for Nitro. So That is true. Uh, I'm like, that's double the time from normal. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Disciple and Hennig team up on Goldberg. Nash assists. Luger comes to the ring. Conan comes to the ring. Goldberg hits a jackhammer and a pin on Hennig, who wasn't in the fucking match. Thank you. I was like, did this become a six-man or was it a two-man match? I could have sworn or a tag team match. It's two-man. Commentary uh, said something about Hennig said he wanted to join in. What well, that mean? You can just fucking do it. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, did neither man want to take the job tonight? And they're like, ah, oh, Hennig, could you do another one for us this week? <laughs> this is like his eighth pin to Goldberg in like a month. Yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah. It, it's it interesting is. to me. I don't know. I just thought I thought it was very uh, it was just very funny. I was like, I swear to God, I go. I don't think he was in the beginning of the match. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, Hogan gets stuck in between uh, Nash and Goldberg in the ring. Nash goes to hit him with the big boot, but Hogan ducks. He hits Goldberg instead. Uh, it's left with Giant and Goldberg in the ring, uh, and then Warrior and DDP and Piper come to the ring. They clean house. So you've got black and white, red and black out on the ring, uh, kind of jawing with each other while you've got Team WCW in the middle of the ring. And good night, folks. I'm so glad we're not covering uh, Thunder. Oh, God, I would have quit fucking a year ago. But are you going to want to cover SmackDown when 99 hits? No, God, I didn't think about that. The Monday night slash Thursday night wars. <laughs> now nah, we'll keep it where it's at we'll pass we'll pass you know what i'm excited about this week's top topic ladies and gentlemen it's now time for
Let me ask you a question there, Hodiem. Hodiem? Hody, Hody, Hodiem. Maybe I need to take a sip of water. Where I was going with that question, Hodiem, was uh, do you think that the tiki ruined the show? No. The real question is, do you think that social media, this is something you and I have actually wanted to talk about, and it sounds kind of stupid already when you're like, oh, people are going to talk about social media. I'm actually curious of both of our opinions because we've never really discussed this ever, not off air, on air. Did social media kill the wrestling business? So I don't think it there's killed a lot it. to break down. Yeah, Not I don't killed. think it killed it, but I think it definitely has, and I'll say a negative effect. Okay, I want to break some things down, and then and I'll show you as to why I'm going in this direction here, and why I I bring all this up. You know, the pre days before you knew there were pros and there were cons to that. You know, your pre days of We'll say the internet, okay? Because I don't know for you the first time you read a spoiler or was spoiled by something. Other than Tony Schiavone being a dickhead. Um, you know, I, I'm saying more of the the actually getting on the internet and being able to spoil for the masses or even some at that point. Your early days, your let's just at least say for ourselves, okay? Because we don't have to obviously go all the way back to the fifties and be like, "Well, they only had yeah, dial-up right. phones." I think you can hold off there. Uh, for me, the absolute unknown to me, I thought was a benefit because, all right, right now, if I was to hop on the internet and the old internets and just read anybody's comments about all in that alters my own personal perception, whether you want to admit it or not, because I'm taking that in and I am thinking about it, soaking it in, thinking of it's a, a plausible option. Right. And then you get all your negativity of what everybody hates. Right. Mm hmm. I absolutely love a lot of people that people are like, this guy sucks, you know, and it's kind of vice versa. But that's because of, again, the Internet and the pros and cons is what I'm saying to back in, let's just say late 80s and early 90s. Would you have wanted to know how the mega powers split was going to be happening at some point that Liz was going to be getting involved? Fuck no. Fuck no. You would know that nowadays. They're like, Liv Morgan apparently is going to be teaming up with uh, Bray Wyatt in the upcoming uh, Firefly team, you know, or whoever else was set up for each one. You know, and it happens a lot. Doesn't that take the fun out of wrestling? The kayfabe, what the whole point is of it? Would it you, does let me, to me. Let me ask you this question. Would you, it does for you, you said. Yeah. Would you want to have known roughly that in season four of Better Call Saul, something was going to happen when you're in season two. 
You know what I'm saying? When you start to find out, like, Jeff Hardy's going to return. We know that, oh, he's probably going to... We just found out that Problem Powerful is going to likely return. And I'm like, well, yeah, probably Stadium Stampede. And you're like, yeah, it's a report. Well, yeah, that just took all the fucking fun out of it now when their music hits. The only exception to the rule was punk. And that and that's a big exception. That's a big exception. I think you could have dropped some hints in different ways. No, but it wasn't even, they never came out and said it, but there was so much chatter about it to the point where they're like, fuck it, we're just opening the show. Hey, welcome to Dynamite and fucking Cult of Personality hits, right? Like right. that to me, like that, that discussion, the talking about it, I don't think was as bad, but that's not also the same as like storyline and like, you know, people that are supposed to be feuding, having drinks together afterwards, you know, you know, kayfabe, you know, really kayfabe doesn't need to be like it was in the 50s. But you can adapt it a little bit better than it has, I would say. And that's fine. So I'm okay with that. And I can step away from that kayfabe portion of it. But then now you notice that WWE is going to start catering to what people like the most. You know what I mean? Because they're paying attention to things on the internet. Sometimes, not every time. Um, But then the fans can take over. Look at, you know, people revolting against certain things and... You know, the whole Daniel Bryan fucking thing. If they didn't revolt, if everybody didn't revolt the way they did, WrestleMania 30 was likely going to be a big failure from what reports were looking like at that point. Right. But then, I don't know, just to me, you have your different opinions. It soaks in. And I think it kind of ruins all the fun of it. You know, like, like I said, if I come to your house and you're like, and I'm like, yo, I really, really am a fan of Braun Strowman. You're like, the dude's got three moves. Are you shitting me? And I'm like, huh. <laughs> and then I start watching. I'm like, this motherfucker's got three moves. Three moves oh, my yeah. God. You just skewed everything that I liked about him. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, could be, the same thing could be said for sports, though, too. Where you're like, this guy throws constant bricks uh in the third quarter but god damn it you're right he sucks Clang. every fucking third quarter <laughs> <Clang! laughs> yeah i mean it's one thing for us to sit here and say man this bloodline feud it's been great this is the next match what do you think's going to happen do you think somebody's going to interfere do you think somebody's going to make a return or a debut those are normal conversations, and I think that that's okay, right? Because you speculate, then you start fantasy booking, and then you get started getting excited about fantasy booking, and more often than not, you're disappointed by what actually happens. But that's fine. But now it's so based on reports of this and reports of that. There, there's nothing sacred anymore. Fucking, it's like gender yeah. gender reveal parties. You know what I mean? It's like who gives a shit? That's really funny you say that. Uh, there's this comedian that's on uh, Netflix. It's a brand new one I just saw last night, and I put it on. I was just late at night. I was tired. I, had, I was getting ready to go to bed, and this guy talked about it. He goes, I would have a really awesome gender reveal party. He goes, where everybody, you come in, you pick a shirt, vagina or penises, and you wear them all day long, and you do these beer Olympic-type games and all this stuff. And he goes, at the very end, the very person who wins, you open up the sheet, and you have to read out loud that we, have, we had an abortion. <laughs> and he goes, boom. And he goes, Jesus. best gender reveal party ever. And I was like, holy shit. And then people be like, yo, how's the party? Like, You're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, it's like uh, Brian... Fidel or I don't, whatever his name is. Anyway, sidetracked there. 
But you're right. It's everything. It's very common, and you get to find out things. Like, we already knew. I knew that Shinsuke Nakamura was coming to uh, WWE long before, you know, he made TV, obviously. And that kind of takes some of the fun out of it. Like, if you're watching NXT TV and all of a sudden he pops up. Like, even his video right, was spoiled. That video was spoiled because they taped that NXT taping and I didn't see it until like that week later and they aired that thing. I already knew Nakamura was going to be there. I'm like, it just kills all your fun and things like that. Um, so I, so I, I actually hate the internet when it comes to wrestling. I really do for at least the sacred part of that and, and the enjoyment of the unknown. However, then it is also kind of cool when you're like, man, should I buy tickets to WrestleMania? Oh, let's see. Oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. Mm. Nah. Oh, they're rumored to do <laughs> this and this. I'm good. <laughs> I'll watch it at home. I'm good. I got the pickaxe. But, you know, like, and to me, I, I think it just kind of also smartened fans up, though, in the end. I'll say this to the positive. It smartened us up to also be like, oh, my God, you're right. John Cena does have only five moves of Doom. That's all he does. And when you saw that and you're like, Holy shit, same thing I just said a minute ago about Braun Strowman. It was really the same thing. And right. it, I think to the benefit, it, it, it smartened fans up. It also made wrestlers probably better, too. You know, But everybody's looking to get that online rating of Meltzer of 488 stars. When you say it makes them look better, what do you mean? Like, it, like they become better wrestlers because they want that high mark? or um... Yeah, because, come on, you can't tell me that. Because wrestlers, not every wrestler doesn't hop on and see what the mass reviews are of like their WrestleMania oh, match and shit like that. Hundred percent, but I don't think that results in good wrestlers. I think it's just, dude, it's the same fucking idea of jackass or anything else where you get your five minutes of fame. You just put a fucking video up, it gets a million views, and you're famous for a couple minutes. And I think that's what a lot of wrestlers are doing now. They just it's spot, 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 spot. They just want the spotlight. All right, I'll just watch the old stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pretend I didn't know. I'll pretend I didn't know it was Hogan was going to be the third man. Be like, who's it going to be? Maybe so... Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I so wish it was Zeus. Maybe he would. Well, nah, he was already in the uh, Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. He used him. <laughs> Speaking of Zeus, seeing your top 30 movies. Number one, obviously. Friday or no holes barred. <laughs> <laughs> or Armed and Dangerous. Actually, I just found out that he was in a music video element. recently, too. Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yes. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Next week will be our movie of the week, and we got a new uh, little version we'll be doing of that. But also, we'll be breaking down what happened at Wembley. Was it the greatest wrestling show of all time. Is that what they're calling it? I think what, that's what all... TK is calling it. Oh, yeah, definitely. All, yeah, all they're, they're, the greatest yeah. wrestling show of all time. Yeah. Put the straw uh, down. <laughs> hey, we're the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I'm the professor. I bid you farewell. He's ODM. Uno. Two. Trace. Four. Cinco. Bam. There's a spider. 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 Ah, is he spitting? <laughs> that was the best part. 
The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. If you truly just took a 500 milligram edible THC, you're fucked. You might end up in the hospital. Nah. Yeah, you will. If it's a true 500 milligram THC edible, you're, there's no... Fi- you, you don't understand. That's like ridiculous. That's like gorilla strength. I get that. But do you know that I have had everything under the sun? There's a whole bottle, like a syrup bottle, uh-huh. that my brother-in-law said half of it really fucked him up. I drank all of it in one setting. I was tired, maybe. I I process edibles weird. I, Same I'm with curi- mushrooms. I'm curious if but it the was... fact that it is medicinal could be a different story here. Yeah, but it's a, it's a measurement of THC. So that's what I'm wondering if like it came in a package that was 500, and there's 10 of them, so it's really 50 a piece. Because when you buy a bag, nope, it was uh, it was uh, 2,000 in total, and it was four in a box. That's that's retarded. Well, we're going to find out. Okay. Good luck. It's nice knowing you. What's the worst thing that happens? I ha- it happens it. to me what happened to you in yeah, season one. Yeah. Exactly. Yo, I got to take a break, man. I just wish we kept recording. I don't think we even hit record. Oh, I left the room. <laughs> I had to go pace for a while. <laughs> I'll keep it going. How about we just document it? Yeah, if I well. have a fucking panic attack here on the air, we'll... It's a PSA to kids. Don't eat a whole 500 milligram medicinal tiki torch. Or tiki. It's a tiki. It's a little tiki guy. Worst case scenario, we blame it on the tiki. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this here. I don't think we ever did a clap. Yeah, we did. You want to talk about who's fucking high? I almost guarantee you we did not do a clap for the soundtrack. We did 3-2-1 record. And then we did a clap because I actually, to myself, go, do you know how to clap? Because I actually feel a little eh right now. All right. So That's cool. I promise you we did. All right. I believe you. Do you want to clap again? Nope. Nope. We're going to do it one more time. No, I don't want to. No, Here we no, go. You said we clapped. I don't want to clap again. <laughs> are you asking this to fuck with me right now because that's not fair maybe <laughs> yeah all right all right yeah you don't even know what date is here we go <laughs> your mother's an astronaut
But you were texting me, and I told you we were at that Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, dude, that waiter kind of looks like Eddie Guerrero. And here's the thing. Again, I was just kind of texting texting you real quick. I wasn't trying to get, like, really insightful or anything. He didn't look like Eddie Guerrero. He looked like Dominic if Eddie was really his poppy. Oh, no shit. He Should've looked got a like picture. Dominic. Yeah. Hey, excuse me. You look like two Mexicans I know. Can I take your picture real quick? <laughs> <laughs> While I'm in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I knew it'd ruin you. you could, I meant like, yo, you look like my brother. <laughs> 